What's up? I'm Jeff Weiss, a writer. And I'm No Can Do, a rapper. And this is Shots Fired. And it's a podcast about... Hummus, hip-hop, yogurt, tabbouleh. Tadziki, <laughs> power, whatever, man. And this is the episode, this is the Hellfire episode with bus driver, Young Milo, Ecclesiastes. Um, I am no longer afraid of the darkness. And, uh, yeah, they just put out the Hellfire Club compilation, Dorna vs. Tuki, which no can do, wearing the fish shirt. It's not a fish shirt. <laughs> I don't want to say that ever again in my life. Yeah, no can do showed up today wearing sandals at Birkenstocks, mm-hmm. a fish shirt, and he grew his hair into a ponytail. Yeah, yeah. I got well, my ducktail is now. You're not. It's become my, a my monstrous ponytail. Yeah, my ducktail is now a rat tail. So yeah. it's as close <laughs> as I can get it. Yeah, it's like uh, one of those Hollywood producers who's gotten bald that kind of keeps it like exactly flowing in the back. Yeah, looking like a, a child fondler. <laughs> <laughs> Well, episode <laughs> over. <laughs> Cut! Um, yeah, no, we weren't talking about the R. Kelly. Oh, did you hear those R. Kelly allegations? What? Wait, there's new allegations? I mean, no, but the court transcripts came out about, like, the things that R. Kelly actually did. Like, Jessica Hopper uh, did an interview with this guy, Jim DeRogatis, who was the only reporter that was covering it. I think he was with the Chicago Sun-Times. Mm-hmm. And he was the only reporter really covering and reporting on the R. Kelly trial. And she didn't The interview. rest didn't want to get pissed on. <laughs> well, right. I think it was like there were like a lot of threats he was saying, and like, but also like converse like a lot of people that were, uh, you know, really supportive of him because like there was a pattern that R. Kelly had, you know, mm-hmm. been preying on girls. Basically, they're like fourteen, fifteen, and like the, it gets into the nitty gritty about like basically he was like making like fourteen, fifteen year old girls have threesomes or, and like orgies with him. What? Yeah, doesn't even have the motor skills to have threesomes at fourteen or fifteen yeah. unless they're like in the volleyball team and they're all athletic or some shit. But I. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you're just, you're just, yeah. I mean, yeah. But that would be like, I'd be an awkward threesome. Now, you got to be a dick to want that. Pause. <laughs> yeah, well, anyways. Um, so. <laughs> College girls are bad at threesomes. So, like, 14, 15. I don't know. I haven't, yeah. Is that. Hmm? <laughs> when do they get professional at threesomes? Hmm? When do they get professional at threesomes? I'm married, bro. I can't talk about that shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> All right, new subject. Um, no, no, let's talk more about R. Kelly. It was, it was kind of sad. I mean, and a lot of people, it started a lot of, like, you know, art versus morality kind of conversations on the internet. Again, which is periodic. Like, you know, it happened with Odd Future. It happens with R. Kelly. It, you know, it happens pretty much. It should happen with Mystical, but see, probably. But Odd Mystical Fu- did some fucked up shit. Odd Future, uh... They never did any of those things. They never did any of those things. Yeah. So they're just some kids making light of it. They're That's like, why it was, yeah. They're like Beavis and Butthead, but as rap. Totally. You know? Yeah. And I feel like... What is it, mystical? That's a real war veteran doing some war veteran shit. He just so happens to be a rapper. And I don't think what he did was right, but if you steal money from an ex-Marine, what do you think is going to happen to <laughs> you? True. There's going to be a violent repercussion. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. It wasn't good. No, yeah. Either way, it was not. Anyways. But yeah, the R. Kelly thing, well, it's a basically a predatory pattern of, you know, he'd hang around the high schools. Like R. Kelly hanging out in the parking lot. He wasn't looking for talent? <laughs> he was looking for talent but um shouldn't make light of it it's fucked up but no I'm sorry it's sad no it's I don't have a face though I just, I'm just a voice on a podcast yeah it's true it's true I like it <laughs> I'd like to just say that nothing we say on this podcast actually contributes to our real personality in life not at all we're exactly the same people um but 
Yeah, that was a pattern of predatory behavior, and basically it came out, and now he's apparently not going on The Voice tonight or something. And it's sort of like right in the... It was like one of the most shared articles on the internet. It was it got one million hits. Really? Yeah, in one day. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. So because, he's supposed to go on The Voice, right? I think he was, yeah. And so he's not going he's because not going. of the bad press? I don't know. Well, I mean, The Voice probably told him, like... Well, he settled a lot of lawsuits. So what happens is he settled a lot of lawsuits, and there was just a lot of girls, and there were a lot of girls. And, like, he... You know, one girl tried to slit a wrist, supposedly, according to this article... Um, yeah, and he, this reporter was like, you know, saying he'd seen the scar- scars and like, he basically was like, I'm not a very good reporter, but, which I'm sure was like, you know, self-effacing bullshit, but, um, anyways, so yeah, it was, it was a really sad story and it was all over the internet, which is a really, you know, n- not the most, I do, you're like looking at me like all seriously eating your hummus. It's not hummus. <laughs> Dude, R. Kelly is fucked up. Well, let's go, let's talk about more uplifting things, Drake, uh, Kind of fired shots at Kendrick Lamar in the fu- in the shit remix, which is one of my favorite future songs of the year. Really? Yeah. I think we kind of talk about that on this podcast briefly. Like, um, no, re- on the next podcast in the and, future, and, and, and and this podcast, we talked about it twice. I was saying that I'm gonna have to edit all that shit out. I'm gonna edit this out too. I'm editing everything out. <laughs> but basically, I was saying that you know, I was saying that it's like you know all the all the rap beef is very anticlimactic. These days, yeah. Let's play the song so we can hear the gloriousness of Drake and Future. Juicy J kills it, of course, because Juicy J is a god among boys. Um, but Wale doesn't like Wale Juicy. Wale doesn't like him. We're getting there. We're getting. Wale, there. Dude, my wife, my wife was so mad. Okay, we'll talk about. We'll talk about that next because that's we're going there. All right, this is this is the shit remix. DJ Esco. Coolest DJ in the world. Shit, 
Let's get it. If money talk, then y'all pockets ain't saying shit. I'm in the bathroom getting hit from your bitch. DJ S. And I ain't paying the shit. You won't beat. You don't know who you're playing with. I tell my pilot to land the jet. I'm hopping off. Get wrong, we popping off. Leave a click of you niggas that where you standing at. I'm just a tripping nigga smoking on cabbage. Your money funny like Jim Carrey. I got a bitch that's super bad like Hallie. And we're still keeping it white like Barry. I'm a rich nigga, still keep a pistol with me. Nigga, you ain't fucking with a picture of me. I got all this cake and shooters with me. Just in case you pussy niggas try to get you a piece. What it is, my nigga, what it's hidden for. What a car you was whipping in your video. What a ice at nigga with them pretty hoes. You a fraud, real niggas already know. Broke ass niggas, I can't stand them. I hit them with the cannon. I'm buying off the mall at random. Juicy J, that nigga fresh to death. Smoking till there's nothing left. Peel off, then I'm ghost in my phantom. Anyways, I, I'm, I was just saying, I don't think Drake's voice cuts through that beat at all. And like, he's not well suited. For, like, when you think of rappers with kind of high register voices, like, on a disc, I think of real motherfucking G's, Easy e and that shit, like, I know times have changed, he, he's not in a place to do that song, and I'm not even comparing the two, but he, like, all of his disses are, like, to me, like, they're all fadeaway jump shots, they're, like, never, like, if you're gonna diss somebody, go in, diss them, you don't even have to say their name, but just, like, diss them. First not, off. like, saying, like, more people came to my concert in LA than you. Like, that, that was the... First off, you took you took my first your first half of your answer was the first half of my, my answer. Yeah. So yeah. I want to say his voice, like it just uh, for that just for that beat, the register wasn't like right, you know. But the bars were amazing. I um, mean, you always we always don't agree. Yo, all I know is the TDE, the uh, top dog like tweet that goes, "If that's the best you have, I feel sorry for you." Laughing at you, um, which yeah. is yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. I feel like Ken I, I'm not saying like Kendrick's control verse is like the great. Like there, there's you know what I mean. It's not like a perfect verse mm -hmm. at all by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. It's more the idea behind it, and I respect that. And like this is just sort of like you. Can, Drake wants to for me like Drake wants to play in like he wants to be everything to everybody, and he's not everything to everybody. And it's cool like when he does like a like a Tin Pan Alley pop song like whatever like mm -hmm. the equivalent like a best I ever had like uh, Hold On I'm Going Home. Those are good songs. But like when Drake is being like, "Yo, I'm the hard dude," come, like like you're like, "No, you're wheelchair Jimmy," mm -hmm. and like you rap like a Muppet, like I can't take you seriously as that guy. I don't care how many weights you lift. You're not that guy. But That'd be like me but, being like that shit. I'm like, you're cool. But what if I you, lift, yeah, but right? I mean, but people I'm not are. Hard. But people are. You know, people go through things. People become different people. People are different people than who they seem. What's too. so witty about that verse? I don't know. He just said a lot of dope shit. I don't know. <laughs> I only heard it in, in one run, but no. yes, you said you're the king of your city. But here's the thing. Fact remains that actually Drake had more people at his Staples Center show than Macklemore had his, at his Staples, Staples Center show. And Kendrick opened up for Yeezus. Or, He's been around less long, and he also had the best album. But I'm just saying, the fact was that he had more people at you know his show than your show and your show you were just in support of some artist that's supposedly yeah. bigger than so me so what who cares Ja Rule had more people than anybody in 2000 I mean like in like fine like Ja Rule had some jams and that's cool like Ja Rule like has good songs like Ja Rule has six or seven really good songs wait isn't, isn't just like some... Mace had six or seven uh, Mace the whole first, Mace... whole first Mace album is flawless but Mace is kinda dope <laughs> Mace's first album is amazing cannot but mm. anyways my point being is that the best I... rappers like rarely are have the most fans like that's a poor that's metric. not true though uh, what okay so you're saying Wayne okay that's one exception Jay-Z Wayne M Jay-Z Tupac Biggie like those are really really great rappers yeah. that had the most and, fans but then there's like Kid and Play 
Like there's mm. like fu- like you know Vanilla but, Ice, MC Hammer. It goes. But then both that's ways. but that's party rap, and they're the best party rap. Well, so I'm not so that, there's that, always I mean come on, there's so. always a kid in play. There's a there's a kid in play, but then there's a shittier kid in play no, too. I mean it's ridiculous you know to say like that great rappers have. I mean that's but one of the that's cool a really that's a really good rap act though. Like hey. Not only do we have these guys talking about killing people. I'm not people, dissing kid and play. I like kid and play. Yes, you are. You're dissing kid and play. No, but I'm using them as an example to say that no one was saying that kid and play was the greatest rappers in 1988, which is cool. Like, but everybody loved House Party one, two, yo, and three. I'm not arguing with House Party. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Kid and play was like kid and play was never gonna be like. All right, I'm gonna just rip Big Daddy Kane right now. Because. But if they did, that would have made him better. No, that would have made, made him more like interesting. A fucking joke. No, but if they did, because you can do that. You can, like, the whole idea of, like, this guy's tough and then this guy is not tough. And you should always stay in your lane. Like, that's fucking stupid. I'm the contrarian. Everyone else thinks I'm an idiot, and that's fine. (laughs) Like, I'm aware (laughs) of it. But I just think that, I don't know, like, I like, like, of all things, like, I know we talk about this every other week, which is annoying, but I don't know. I wish I liked Drake. Like, he seemed, people seem to get enjoyment out of it. Why wouldn't you like music? It's not because he's, like, soft. Mm-hmm. It's just because I find him annoying and, like, incapable of, like... There's inconsistent to who he is, and it feels insincere and disingenuous to But me. that's feels- what people are, though. That's just, like, if, like, if one day you're like this and the next day you're like that, like, you yeah, know... Yeah, and there's better... If, if you're... There's better... And there's plenty of morally conflicted people that have, like, been great at art and, like, conveyed all sides of their personality. I mean, like, I loved Atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, he conveyed all sides of that. Yeah. But yeah, he did. He future, did. I think, does that. Like, Future is, I mean, perfect example of somebody who, I, like, you know, shit, that is the hardest song ever, but then he'll do, like, Honest, mm-hmm. you know, which is, like, a kind of a, or, mm-hmm. you know, turn on the lights. Anyways. And then yeah. Wale. There's <laughs> the other great Wale fail of Dude, that's now something we can finally agree somebody on. Somebody tweeted something. I mean, they're like, please talk about Wale and Shots Fired. <laughs> like, because it was just, if you, if you did, haven't been paying attention to the internet for a while, <laughs> all day, last 48 hours, Wale had the most amazing, screaming, frantic, nervous breakdown at Complex Magazine. One of the writers for Complex, and they taped it. So you think it's responsible, you think y'all being a responsible publication by continuously to, to fucking like, just do like all that petty shit? Like, at this point, you know it's gotta be personal. And I don't want, anybody, you telling me it's not personal, it's like a bold-faced lie. Like, to be omitted from every type of list that y'all do, or be at the bottom of it, or, or every type of way that y'all can omit me, y'all will. So I just need to know, like, if you, if, if anybody's ready, ready to keep it hundred with me and be like, yeah, it might be. So you might have rubbed somebody wrong years ago, uh, in some way or fashion, because you know I've had no interaction with 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 the, with the company in years. So to be. Every time be omitted from everything that y'all do, it's gotta be something. So I'm just, I'm trying to find out if you're gonna be the person that tells me that, or you just gonna give me the song and dance. Well, no, I'm not gonna be the person that tells you that. I, it's not a personal thing, man. It's, you know, we sit. You mean to tell me, Juicy J, I'm better than mine? Is that what you're trying to tell me? You mean to tell me, oh, everybody put on that fucking list? No, don't pay me, man. I'm sorry, I came into a right now, but it can go completely another direction. I'm just, right now, respect me, dog. Like, I respect me, dog. Like, respect the fucking culture right now, man. Because right now, it's like some petty shit going on right now. And I'm trying to get to the bottom of it, bottom of it in a civil manner, yo. Uh, there's no disrespect, man. I mean, straight up, I really... Man, fuck you, dog! You know it's disrespect every fucking time, dog! I swear to God, I come to the office and start knocking niggas the fuck out. You want to see some ghetto ignorant shit? That's what y'all promote. That's the only thing y'all promote from niggas is ghetto ignorant shit. You 
that not at all. Cause I, you got, I think you think I'm a fucking idiot, dog. Cause y'all always do this shit. How the fuck you mean to tell me my husband ain't, ain't, ain't in the top 50 of that? That's what you, that's what you believe? Or, or, or if you saw me in the street, would you be like, oh, dude, I think you, oh shit, man. Y'all think your shit is great, man. Look, what, 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 which one is it? Cause if I see one of y'all, y'all gonna tell me that in my face. Look, let me tell you, when we make these lists, we all get together, we have a big staff meeting, and you know we debate the list for hours, and we consider lots and lots of artists, more than 50 artists, 100, maybe 100, maybe 200. All right, all right, all right, I'll see y'all tomorrow. I'll see y'all niggas tomorrow. I'll see y'all tomorrow. How about that? Get the security ready. We reached out to <laughs> Wallace. It's hilarious because, like, a more constructive yelling at somebody over the phone, you always have to laugh. Yeah, yeah, I think we're recording, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yelling at somebody over the phone, somebody yells at you, you just gotta laugh. You're like, ha 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 ha! You're over the phone. You can't do anything to me. He does sound like a fucking idiot. He's also ripping off like mob movie, like stupid banner. You think I'm a fucking idiot? Also, what fucking culture is Wale fucking representing? Anyways, it's not like he's like the most like hip hop culture. Whatever, I don't know. Man. I mean, I'm not saying Wale is inauthentic to hip hop culture, but Wale was definitely like, look, his first thing was like, let's go around hip hop culture and let's like get on the internet and not build up like a street mm. fan base and like let's get like catch dubs from the fader to give you a cosign and then mark ronson mm. and then lady gaga and like look i love like i i was saying earlier how i wish that there was like you could get an app to uh delete everything you've ever written nice about wale just because it's i don't know like who cares it's the fucking year-end list like you're if you're really that secure in your art you should know that it's better than fucking some you first of all you should why would you take anybody's list seriously because it's a fucking list on an internet website Second of all, you saying that is just weird to me. You saying don't take because I make fucking lists. Whatever, all of us are fucking stupid. Yeah. Like they're all fucking stupid. Like that's how I feel about rap songs. <laughs> the best thing that you can say about a list is like, oh, it put me on something that I didn't know, and like mm. that was cool because I mm. learned something about it. Mm. Or at least maybe the writing was good. But like, none, let's be real. Like none of these lists are like that. The writing is usually not that amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, and especially not. I mean, like, no offense to Complex, but they're not exactly Ulysses. Not to say my site is, but but hey, dude, you know, Complex is like list all year. It's a list all year, and I like people that write for Complex. I think it's like a you know some they they've done really good lists, but they've done really bad lists, and I'm sure the people there will. I'll tell you that. I like crack.com. But they're doing their job, and Wale is doing his job of being a bitch and getting mad about it. Yeah. Like, and just playing into every stereotype that is, like, I'm, I, I'll, you know, and he's being, like, he was talking, he did an interview with Rosenberg and Ebro. Sorry. I, I feel like every journalist, like, Wale is trying to, like, build these hipster writers. He's going this thing, like, these hipster writers. It's like, hey, yeah. while, hey, while we're uh, talking, your, your fucking phone is just playing just random shit. Right. But, but so what happened with uh, Ebro and uh, Snowbro? Oh, he's yeah, no, he's Rosenberg. just going on like, oh, these hipster writers, this guy, and you're like, like what? Like what hipster? Like, I don't know. It's just like it's so funny I, because I, like some people have like street cred yeah. as a beginning. Like, yeah, you know, first off, I was like on the stoop in the hood selling the dope, spitting the rhymes in the alleyway, and his cred, his version of that is the hipster cred. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you so would imagine, not exist if not for that first hipster cred. Imagine if somebody like called like the streets. Whoever, who would you call? Who's like the street cred outlet? If you call like Murder Dog Magazine, like yeah, I'm gonna cool. come down here and fuck one yeah. of y'all niggas up, like <laughs> nah, it's that'd just, be hilarious. First, Andy's mimicking Nipsey Hussle's rant anyway, so it's like fucking ridiculous. Did, did Nipsey? Yeah. Rant, did he? Did he call or did he just uh, tweet? 
no, nah, he like he, they had like a like a phone conversation, I think, or something, or like or a written statement. Of, oh, yeah, he did an interview with them, and he just aired them out in the interview. Oh yeah, that's so much more classy. Yeah, like yeah. you're not calling him up and screaming like a fucking I don't know, Wale. Like, and I you know I listen to that album too. It's like fine. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's better than like he figured out how to make like a very compromised like artistic like he's trying to be. I'll give him credit. Like he is trying to be conscious. He's trying to be like soulful, and he's try. He's improved, but at the same time, you're like, just I don't believe you, Wale, and like, personal grudge. Come on. Is he? Uh, uh, is he? Is he really conscious and or soulful? What is? When do you think Wale is at his best? Like, what? when he was at his best, when he was being, I think when he was being conceptually creative. With those like, but what songs? What's you know, an the example? Kramer song was really good, and like okay. that was the thing that like for me, like. Yeah. He really got to the bottom. He used the clips from Kramer's like racist rant, yeah, and like used it to like write a really like powerful thong- song. I thought about he wrote that. a powerful thong. <laughs> powerful thong. Well, that's the new Wale is now he re- he's writing powerful thongs. Yeah, but he used to write powerful songs, mm. and uh, I thought it was a really powerful song about race relations and kind of just about like racism and the way it manifests itself and mm. like like uh, self loathing maybe like that you know is the byproduct of racism. And I thought like it touched on a lot of points and maybe hadn't been expressed very well. And he was doing it to a hipster audience who maybe actually were listening to him. And, like, we're like, oh, that moved me, you know, and hipster, for lack of a better word. And now he's just doing songs for, like, you know. I mean, he's doing songs for, like, uh, black women age, like, 25 to, like, 35 or something. It's it's basically whatever demographic is right below fucking TGT, which is Tyrese, Genuine, and Tank. (laughs) Like, like it's right below that. Because my wife is like, no, my wife doesn't really like Wale. It's because... On that ice, I make songs for bitch, you know, the bitches thing, yeah. or, or the queens. I make songs for the queens. He's like number four on that list, and I've created a list of my own. Yeah. And yeah. on the top, it's Drake. Yeah. And then below him is J Cole. J Cole is definitely number two. And then below J Cole is Lord, <laughs> and then below Lord is Wale. <laughs> and so if there was, if it was the Olympics, he wouldn't even be on the little fucking blocks. You He'd know? be like standing there, and like Lord would be like, "He'll never be royal, Wale." Yeah, he he'll be holding his fucking tattered country's flag, you know. He he just doesn't know who or he his wants flags. to be as an artist, and it's too bad because yeah. I think it was somebody who who a perfect example of the game, like or the quote unquote the rap game, just chewing and spitting somebody's soul out. Like mm. I think Wale, like really deep down, like was there there is a talented artist in Wale that like kind of. At a certain point, like, you start making songs in a certain way and you forget who you are as an artist. Like, not who you are as a human being or where you come from, but, like, your core identity as an artist, and I think he's well beyond that. And that's what ultimately that call to me is about. It's about his frustration with who he is and why he thinks that he managed to... That's a very deep psychological comment you're making. You do that sometimes. You you hop into a a place that I can't understand. (laughs) Delusion. (laughs) Anyways, um... I feel like 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 this at least at least about Wale and Jay Z is a smart dude and Jay Z like he asked like oh who's who's gonna be around for a long time and then you know he mentioned a lot of people then he said and Wale and why is Wale gonna be around for a long time is because he's probably a very tenacious person and this is a sign of him being very tenacious this is the first time like Jay Z has known this forever you know like. This motherfucker will call in and like bang on everybody's secretary until he gets a fucking you know his studio time booked or whatever the fuck he needs you know. Yeah. So I feel like that that's yeah. that might be. But what he's this landing is. on some conspiracy and he's all like, oh, like he's like, I know everyone, and it's like that his bad behavior and like to be fair, like Wale is one of the rudest people I've ever interviewed. Like he's the only interview that I've ever. And it's for the L.A. Times. It's the only interview I've ever had where he just like 
is looking at his phone mm. the whole time. I'm like, here I am. I'm like 26 years old, right? Ready for the LA Times. I'm like, oh, Wale is one of my new favorite rappers. Like, I'm, I'm very anxious to see what he has to say. And you're just like, could you be any more disengaged and insincere and like just not giving a fuck? And it's like not even like, okay, you're cool, like you're a rapper, like with your entourage. It was just like you're playing like words with friends. Mm. Like you're not doing anything that's like, mm. you know. Anyways, what about uh? But I just, have you ever? I still like his music too. Have you like ever interviewed that. Wiz Khalifa? Uh, over the phone once. He was high as fuck and did not say anything interesting. But but was he engaged at least? Because I imagine like he'd be like the the type of guy to start asking you questions like, <laughs> yeah. "Yo, what kind of shirt is that?" You yeah, know, I like do that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, totally. Anyways, we should should get into the Hellfire Hellfire episode. episode. The Hellfired Up episode. Yeah, I'm happy about this one. Let's Bus go. Bus driver Milo. Mm-hmm. Show called Shots Fired. Shots Fired. You know what it is. You are listening to Shots Fired with Jeff Weiss and No Can Do. All right, this is the Hellfired episode of Shots Fired. We're with Milo. Yeah. <laughs> Our <we>? bus driver. <laughs> Here. Yeah. Hey, it's driver. How you doing? <laughs> they're, uh, All right. They're bringing light skinned brothers back. Yeah. I've been trying to say that for a long time. I was trying to say that on stage last night <laughs> at low end, but I didn't have enough time or wind. <laughs> It was just like so many light skin and a Dominican, and you know, and Torres Scott's over here, man. You know, with no dreads, you know, playing EDM. <laughs> Frohawk said that last night too. Actually, huh? Frohawk said that Frohawk Two Feathers. Yeah. Yeah. Last night he was like, I thought I killed y'all light skin niggas. You come back, like he was super. Uh, well, you got yeah. Jay Cole and Drake really like, running the gamut. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they are back, but I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> Those guys, oh, yeah. but they're back in like a like a like a you know shady ninja way. Like, <laughs> like it's not really like we're light skinned and we're here. Yeah, you know they're not they're not like you know fucking gelling down their sides or nothing, like you know making it extra noticeable. Well, I don't think there's anything really. I mean, have you ever had a rap star like Drake? Recently, I don't think I think light skin. There haven't been many light skin rap stars. I don't think in the history of rap. Heavy yeah. D, I mean, heavy D, heavy D, heavy D. I know, but no one of like. Drake's like you know really young and like he plays towards being a, a kid and he's like you know like I haven't seen a a rap star like that in like a minute you know what I mean just kind of like because he's so there's something so cookie cutter about him he's so manufactured you know what yeah, I mean? yeah it's yeah. what's interesting is I was reading a review I I saw the Jay Z show at the uh, Staples Center which was whatever we're talking like last week and. Uh, like you know how you know that have you ever been to a Jay Z show or a Drake show where they like he does the thing in the audience where it's like yeah. he picks out members of the audience and he's like yeah. you guy over there in yeah. the tuxedo really? and like yeah it's really corny but like I don't I don't mean to say that he's bad I just mean to say that it's very intentional everything that happens and it's uh it's very well, I guess I don't know it's that child well he's a child star so it's when you're yeah. a child star you grow up I think in the business yeah stuff. yeah I think that's what it is and I think that uh, a lot of those tropes are becoming. In inherent in rap, you have to act like you're a child star, even if you aren't one. Mm. Well, I think the, <laughs> how do you do that? What's the like? Let me take notes real quick. I need to find out. <laughs> Let's do round robin because you know that's, uh, that's my how goal. Be a, yeah, how to be a child Ryan Gosling. Have you seen Only God Forgives? By the way, first of all, is the, that a Rick Ross movie? Yeah. <laughs> you told me about that. Oh yeah, no. God Forgives. Yeah, that see that? Tight. Oh. And you, you told me about it. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit was hard, right? What is that? I mean, it made me feel. It made me feel the same it way made you that. Feel way. Fucking, it made me feel some type of way, definitely. <laughs> but it made me feel the same way. Fucking, uh, I felt. 
I, I, anything I see, every time I see blood in slow motion, like, you know, I, it takes me back to something that I saw as a child <laughs> on HBO late at night that's just like, yes! <laughs> I love this! <laughs> blood spur. I, I realized last night that Rich Homie wanted Morrissey might be the same person. Mm. I saw that tweet, yeah. Recently, yeah, I, it was like really yeah, came yeah, to yeah. me. Have you been in the same room? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They've made, but, yeah, they've made a lot of people feel some kind of way. One time I saw a fat Mexican guy hug Rich Homie Quan on stage Whoa. somewhere, so maybe, yeah. It's gonna happen. Can you imagine, like, if he gets that, like, crazy fanatical East Side, like, following, like, people are, like, bringing handkerchiefs and roses to throw at Rich Omiquan. I mean, I could, I could, you know, the way, the way he, the way he, like, you know, puts together phrases, I could see a fucking, uh, a mariachi behind Who him. Who is Rich Omiquan? Me and us and I like how okay, rap now, mind. like, yeah. Southern yeah. rap has just become, like, you can't really understand most of the words, but you're just, like, you, you're liking that. Like, Young Thug. Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this on the internet, on a podcast. <laughs> this is not on the internet. This is in the real world, and then we put it on the internet. No one knows me unless I'm on the internet. Okay, cool. I'm, I don't have a real life. Um, <laughs> I, I don't get the future too much, I don't, and I'm, I'm not trying not to. I do get it. You don't yeah. get the future as in the concept of the future. No, no, no. <laughs> well, that the too. Rapper, the future. <laughs> I don't get or basic future. concepts of, of time. <laughs> <laughs> what is now? <laughs> but like, like I don't get. I get the idea of future, and I understand that that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't, I don't get most of the songs, but I think some of them are catchy. But have you ever just listened? Like, have you ever been driving up to five and then kind of like your radio station you're listening to uh, turned into the country station? Well, well, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, you're just like trapped into like this dude talking <laughs> yeah, about like. Well, well that's what, yeah. That's the future. That's what, future. But but see, that's the way you play it for me. Like I'll be tired driving, and you play it. And I'm like, oh, this shit. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. On the road again. <laughs> but like, but like, nigga. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. But like I don't find myself coming back to it, you know what I mean? Which yeah, is, yeah, but yeah. but he he seems so arrogant that he seems like he's so good, you know what I mean? I interviewed yeah. him once and he was like very like he had that Bjork like made a music like music buzzer and like, <laughs> you're like well it's, that's like Micah, <laughs> yeah totally. Friend Micah There's a few people that are like like that like Thundercat, like mm-hmm. I imagine him just being like buzzer and you're like oh. yeah yeah, yeah. But like but, but yeah he's he's dope. I just don't understand. I don't know. Uh, you deserve it is the illest song that came yeah, out in, you that, in that it. year. That's just like a. It's like some of the shit that should have. Like they made a new Rocky. Like when Rocky like knocked out like the fucking you know the aliens at the end of the the newest Rocky. Yeah. Like they would play you deserve it. You know. I like it's honest. A very, very motivational song. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I like. I, I like, like shit. Oh yeah. I've 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 heard that song. Honest. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I don't really like it though. I like that. I like shit, the song that he does, but yeah. it's again like it's just like a melt. That song is like a meltdown. That's what I like about it. Uh, is- this guy, Young Thug, too. They're pretty much like speaking Elvish. Chief Keef, too. I'm pretty convinced Elvish. Well, it's really punk. Punk. I don't know. Yeah, I like Chief Keef. It's hella punk. Well, because, yeah, it is. Like, if you listen to those early punk records, they can't really understand what they're saying. You never talk on my podcast, Milo. I don't listen to this shit. Yeah, I don't know anything. It doesn't even come. (laughs) I honestly don't. I have no idea. What did you listen to most of this year? Most of I listened to Junip drop a new record. I listened to War on Drugs. Junip, the Jose Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they came out with their sophomore record. I listened to War on Drugs and just Hellfire all the time. Do you listen to Kurt Vile? Um, no. 
I don't. I think you would like her. If he you like War on Drugs, from War on he's different yeah, War on Drugs. I, I, yeah. know, I know that much. That's one of, he's one of my favorite songwriters, actually. I've right seen now. that really cute video, Baby Arms, whatever. Whoa, Baby that. Arms? Yeah. In my baby <laughs> arms. I don't know about that. Who, who's, who's that? Kurt Vile. Oh, Kurt Vile? And they filmed it on a Windows phone, and it has on a 80, Windows phone? 80 million views. Kurt Vile's is hard, really? Is he got new shit out? I don't know. Does Walking he? on a pretty day is, yeah. I think, I'm, I think we're about to look for that damn video and maybe it's play. So it's so cute. Very rock it's really, <laughs> like, it's like a very pretty couple. They wake up, they make breakfast, they do all this stuff. It's filmed on a fucking phone. It's a Taster's Choice. It's, it's sponsored by Taster's really Choice. Sweet. Actually, you know what? Is it's there a slow motion blood spurt in it? No, but there are <laughs> dogs. Yo, no, no, listen, there's this scene at the end it's with not. pit bulls and, and they're like, Spray painting shit, but then they just start setting shit on fire at the end. Okay, uh, then I'm fucking right. I know you are. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's an idea I have for a cover <clears throat> that I wanted to do for my second record on Anside. I wanted to have get a big wall and mm-hmm. paint it with the title, and then the album. It'd be like twenty foot, twenty feet high, but then. It'd, be, it'd just be a picture and it'd just be a Molotov cocktail exploding right next to it. Somebody throwing, you know, somebody It's funny it. that you say that because Kurt Vile's record cover is him standing in front of a wall with the big paint. Oh, really? Yeah, but it doesn't have the Molotov cocktail yeah, explosion. Yeah, that'd be so. a good picture. That's like. great. Baby arm by Kurt Vile. <laughs> yeah, ba- I think it's baby's arm. So let's go back to Baby's, okay. Let's just call it baby How arm. can we go? Baby's so arm. What about baby arms doesn't like bring up the. <laughs> baby arm. <laughs> that shit doesn't bring up what I need. That's the dance. Baby arm. Don't Google that. Baby arm. <laughs> By um, another rapper Milo doesn't listen to the uh, news hit single Baby Arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new dance craze sweeping the nation. Yeah, I, I really don't listen to rap if it isn't our shit. Which is, I'm saying that on record. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I listen to a lot of rap to inform things I want to do and help fire specific songs. Like I'll be like, man, what if we did what these guys did? I love being it? the least informed. Like I, I well, yeah, that. well, I, I kind of count that's, on that. That's the Floyd Mayweather shit, you know. Like yeah. I don't watch tape, my nigga. No, like, I don't. <laughs> he doesn't I don't watch be- tape. No, and also uh, the what's that uh, big money guy? What's his name? The the one of the most successful like financial guys of our time. He doesn't study the st- stock market because nothing ever happens like it did happen before. Can we have an interruption, by the way, just to talk about your money ball analogy last night? Was that like <laughs> something that, that was inspired? Uh, you want to repeat great. that for the podcast? Yes, yeah, so last night great. Hellfire Club played uh, oh, Low End Theory and like with all bias included, it was actually an amazing, amazing There's show. incredible bias in this It was, the incredible bias, but it was an yeah. amazing show. Yeah. One of the best like rap crew shows I've ever seen. Thank you, man. And it, I mean, you. I think it's up there is it was like out of all out of seven years of low in theory I think that uh, it was it's probably if there's like four like vocal performances that are mm-hmm. amazing that are like that was well put together yeah. and I'm incredibly biased so you can just omit this shit yeah. you know as soon as I say it but it was like top two yeah. And there's like one of them, one of the other ones, a rap performance. Uh, you know, Tom York just came and welled and kind of danced that funny. Was that shit wasn't yeah. amazing to me. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was, it was or wasn't? Oh, it, it was not. I mean, I to it me, amazing. it was just like, oh, no. it's like, oh, like, that shit wasn't I'm like. I'm a fan, though. So yeah, I'm, I thought it was I'm pretty biased. Amazing. I'm oh, a fan. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, geeked, I mean, the three rap performances I can think of that stand off the top were the first Odd Future show, mm-hmm. that last night, and actually when John Wayne and Scoop DeVille did a show. I thought mm. that was amazing. Yeah. See, this was better than the John Wayne Scoop DeVille show, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and secondly. I'm not ranking. I'm yeah, we're not, we're not ranking. But, 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 the re- but the reason being is like, 
I can name points, you know? It's just like, hey, there's more energy. There's more, like, that record that they released, kids didn't really know the words, so there was more crowd interaction yeah. with our shit because yeah. there's, our record's been out for a month. And then the OF thing, they had a lot of hype and I had a lot, a lot of, you know, they had this, a lot of the same things, but uh, maybe, you know, you know, we weren't rapping over our vocals, time, so masks, it was kind of tight. Maybe a little more mask. A little bit more mask. We didn't have any mask. <laughs> the, homie, <laughs> the homie Eric had an all green money suit on, though. Eric Rhetoric? Rhetoric, yeah. I think the difference between us and other rap performances I've seen at Lowen Theory is that I don't think we fly under a guise that that really uh, strays far from who we are. Mm. You know, and... and not and, a lot of costume, not a lot, well, of, not a lot of posturing. Which, <laughs> which is a real risk, honestly. I don't think it's really smart to do, but I think, yeah. we, I think we did it. We do it half... <laughs> We do it haphazardly. Come out, out of the about, house. You, like, like I'm a rapper. Like yeah. I wore the same thing. If you think about rap, it like, is cause, to cause, pick up my kids that, to rap at that show. Because yeah. mm-hmm. to, to bring up the Odd Future night, like I do look at that as important because Odd Future is an important rap crew in L.A. and uh, in the world. In the world, and uh, but that was you know they figured they planned that shit out you know yeah. the mass and the whoop whoop you know and that's you know that's, it's well it's a certain theatrics I think and like rap is a lot of I mean if you look at like most popular rap in the last ten years it's based on like versus the '90s where it really kind of wasn't it was more based on who you were sort of and like most '90s rap New York personalities are kind of in it's pretty similar like you know the mafia well, tropes like the, yeah. the you know Scar- Godfather Scarface you know like well, they kept stopping me from coming out in a panda suit and I was mad at that in rehearsal but then now it's like kind of like wrestling it's become more like wrestling everyone has their own like this is your gimmick like yeah, you know mine was gonna be the panda but, suit man but, but, but the reason Mike why is cause no it. one buys the shit well, yeah. Damn. Well, you almost have that. to to win to make money. You, and I think this goes for all uh, forms of entertainment, really, with the exception of maybe like sports or something, because sports is just so much money in it. Mm. But you almost have to make money doing something else to kind of. Well, support. here's here's the reality: is yeah. that the lifestyle component of this shit far outweighs completely. Just the aesthetic pleasure look at someone like currency like you know versus like in the 90s with Cypress Hill were selling billions of records you know however many records but now like they have to have like their line I mean even like Snoop Dogg I think is actually he figured out like he maybe was one of the first ones but think about how he made it he became like the ultimate lifestyle weed rapper like now he's got that G pen well no one no one who we talk about is not just a lifestyle fixture their music is secondary Drake yeah what is Drake Drake's running for president of the world. He's this generation's Drake. Will Smith. What is Drake? Is no, what he is. He's this generation's seriously. Will he's not, Smith. He's not, he's not a guy ciphering in the basement. I mean, he sells that. We My nigga, I, don't, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I mean, like, which is fine. I feel like he's... he's, he's he is he is to rap like what Michael Jackson or Chris Brown kind of are to like pop shit like you know like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna hang out with the best pop lockers I'm gonna really learn these dances you know mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put them on on the main stage or I'm gonna hang out with the best crumpers and learn there's these something dances. so studied about I it think, though and mannered and like I feel like what I yeah. what I like about rap is that it didn't feel studied and mannered. Yeah, I mean, it's. But it's, Run it's, DMC was more studied in Manhattan. I mean, than most but like, shit, like you know, they also had Russell Simmons kind of doing that branding and marketing for them. Sort yeah, of, and they just kind of got to make music. I just say that to say that it's interesting to see that even after years of us doing it, that we are as guileless as to go out and be ourselves. As we were when we were <laughs> rather young. than rather than be a more organized version of ourselves, which would probably be a. Better but don't you idea. think the appeal is predicated a lot on that? Well. I, to the point, me personally, and be honest, I just, I don't care anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? I literally just enjoy doing it. And, uh, 
you know, I enjoy the songs. I like playing them out live. What know? made you cover Worst Behavior? Should we play? We Man, play? Worst. God, that that song is so great. That's a dope like, song. I'm gonna play bus, that. Right bus driver's version is my favorite. I play that yeah. all the time. You know what? Like, it, I like the beat. I just, <clears> I just, I find Drake never believable. And that's like, a dope style. I thought he came up with a dope style. Do you think? Hold I, up! Hold up! That's that's <laughs> a dope style. I can do that shit all day. Oh shoot! Driver, El Fire Club, Donovan's Tuki. Your boy is here to kind of round out the experience for you. I pretty much don't give a fuck. I'm in full clown mode. I have my clown shoes on and my clown hat. And I've uploaded all the clown software. Worse, motherfuckers never loved us. Fuckers never loved. Still scrubbing my SP, clean groomed in the green room with a toothbrush. Shit. Niggas still playing my own shit, but they don't grow shit. The game's a cold bitch, so I'm crushing these pills with a glow stick. Styling. Nigga, I'm just styling. Nigga, been grinding 15 years at least. There's a level like I'm smiling. Look at you, look at you, and look at you. There was a tradition at the electric boogaloo in the wooden shoes. I've got screw loose. It doesn't behoove you to cross my clip because I lost my shit. I'm the worst behavior. No. They used to never want to hear us. Remember? They still don't want to hear us. Motherfucker. Motherfuckers never loved us. Motherfucker. Yeah. Worst behavior, shit. I'm on the worst behavior. Yeah, you know I'm fucked up. Motherfuckers never loved us. Motherfuckers act above us. Worst behavior. Don't you ever get it fucked up? You probably already got it fucked up. You're really mad at home, yeah, I'm gonna suck it up. Hold up, hold my phone, hold my Kindle. Hold my iPad, hold my laptop, hold my malware. My first series, seriously. Is there a bad nigga out there? No. Remember? Used to never want to hear me clearly, dearie. Still don't eerie. Resemble this to Stonewall journalist. A one phone call, I've been burning this bitch down, ho. Help, I probably got a clown, ho. Throw now to the outro. You know me. Yeah, I'm too cheap. Fuck your kilo dreams of being Elohim, ho. I'm too low key. I'm out this motherfucker. Motherfuckers never loved us. Remember, how I remember, 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 how I remember shit. Why you dress like a Decemberist? Hell, fuck club, fuck club, fuck club, fuck club, fuck club. Only you ain't got the membership. Oh, I'm on my worst behavior. Yeah, you know I'm fucked up. Motherfuckers never loved us. Motherfuckers act above us. Worst behavior. Don't you ever get it fucked up? You probably already got it fucked up. You're really mad at home, yeah, I'm gonna suck it up. Uh, who's hot, who's fine? Who turns to what to a moon? Walk for food, sock driver. Used to pull two cops from fruit twats. Look for me in your news watch with that cool talk. Remember, don't you ever get it fucked up? I got it fucked up. We all fucked up. Got my boy Kenny Siegel on the boards. Oh, snap. Just stop.
Yeah, was that? I don't think that's a Wayne style. Hold up, I don't know, but I mean, dude, I, that's I just when we, start, I, when we started talking about styles and shit, that reminds me of like the old Project Below days and shit. It's like yeah, just like oh, you know, the first person to put that shit on on a record, I don't know, is the nigga who did I'm it. Just, like, I'm just talking about yeah. just to know where it comes from. I don't, I'm just talking, I'm just talking shop. I don't give a fuck who did what right now, because <laughs> we don't live in that time. I think Future has like five styles. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I, I only like know, I only know the one. Well, I think that's the appeal of Future is that he yeah. like writes like country songs, but he's also yeah. kind of a stylist yeah. too. Like and, he and has... besides, styles are very important. People, I mean, oh yeah, of course. Kendrick is a master styler. He, this, this, I mean, this, like style. This. Like, there's a famous quote. I think I, if I was, I think it was Raymond Chandler, but it was like style is a projection of personality. Yeah, got the aggressive aggro style. Got the kind of aggressive pop song style. Got the real pop song style to really get the ladies. <laughs> got the sing song style. Woo! They got the pop style. There you go, ready yeah. to go. Got the Drake kid. You just you know, have you seen like Annie Hall when like you know Annie Hall when like Woody Allen's sitting there in the room and like he's supposed to write jokes for that guy and he's like, I need something. Can you have a little number? I like I like to really entertain the people. <laughs> like that's Drake and I always feel like when I'm listening to him, like I always feel like I'm listening to Woody Allen sitting there like rolling my eyes, just hand on my chin, just like oh. He's tight though, man. man he's tight. Like, Drake gives me amped in a way that not a lot of other rappers. Do. Yeah, my 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 fucks with yeah, with I fuck Drake. with Drake. Really hard. I fuck with Drake too. All rappers, too, all rappers do. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, because technically that shit's amazing. That's all, you know. But then with Kendrick, technically what he does is amazing. So, do too. you feel like there are yeah. they are comparable as like artists? Like, cause I feel like they're nah. not even comparable as artists. No. Nah. I I like <clears throat> Kendrick's. Just I'm now going full like Darth Vader evil on people. Like Dude. I I like that. Cause it was like Kobe Bryant, like when he's like embracing, he's like, "I'm gonna come out to the Imperial Death March. I'm more like Darth Vader than Luke Skywalker." And I'm like, "You're totally honest, and and now I like you more." Yeah. Whereas like when Kobe was trying to be like, oh, "I'm the good guy," I'm like, "No, you're pure evil. Just admit you're pure evil, and I'll like you." Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like consistent. You know what you know. And uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like Kendrick. I don't know. Do did, did you find? I just wrote about Control last night, which is obviously old news, and but I, it's year end, so everyone's like, "I don't think it's the best Kendrick song mm-hmm. of this year." It's not even a Kendrick song. Well, right. you know, Damn. it's sort of. I like that Fredo. It's a Big Sean song. Yeah. I like that Fredo Santana song. Did you hear that one? Oh, Jealousy. that's so good. <laughs> that oh, so good. oh my that one god! Where like, they killed my cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like, nom 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 nom. Yeah, 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 yeah. That song is. That's really my favorite. Fucking amazing. Of his. That like, song is really. Good. I like the one with Pusha T, but it ended up kind of. Well, it started that beef with him and. Drake, which I found like I'm surprised no one had. Which one, uh, Control or the one with no well, Control? And then he did that freestyle where he's like tucked a soft wrapper back into his pajama. Clothes. It's really hard to. Yeah. yeah, you know what? The only thing that mattered, I thought the the Control verse was great in setting up that BT shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, that BT shit was the coup de grace. So I was like, yeah, okay, totally. he's that nigga now because he 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 went like, there in a way. On the grave kind of thing. I mean, honestly, really dead, but. To be quite honest, I don't like talking about famous rappers and what they do because fuck them. But <laughs> but 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 Kendrick is a G. But still, if you're famous, I don't care. Why is Talk that? about me. Talk about me. Why is that? Talk about me, my nigga. I'm talking. About <laughs> but 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 still, I'm gonna talk about it because it's brilliant. But he went there at least for me. I don't know. Milo doesn't like that super super aggro. 
I just it bores the shit out of me. Yeah, it is boring. But boring. I'm, yeah, I, I, and I, as a I, dude I like, that's like come from the battle rap world, I hate when I see like long distance battles. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you really got beef? Yo, like the other but, day, but I, I was watching a battle. That's how it always was. Um, with some of my homies yeah. after a show, we were watching um <clears> that makes your me disaster feel weird. battle. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's tight because yeah. like you definitely have that air of like. Yeah, nigga, I'm right in front of you. What's up? I, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't like. Yeah, it's either, it's either right here or we're, there's no right. beef. Right. Like, well, but, but but the thing is that you see, so you take for granted mm. that they're on black entertainment, entertainment television. Mm. Viacom is paying for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. They're rappers who just put out platinum selling records earlier this year or what, whatever. It's just there's so one many. Is coming, one there, is there's happening. so many business and there's so many. Yeah. We're talking, we're talking about it now. Like, it, yeah, I know. But I'm saying there's know. so much money in, in like events like that, and to see him like really go there, I, think, I don't know. I, I, I think that's. I just it's like kind of like careless or calculated. Well, no, okay. it was dope. It was because okay. he really I, went there. I would yeah, agree with, as an event. You, I, I, the songs are cool, yeah. but I think I just, as just, songs, just the verse. Really well, well, they're on songs. Well, yeah, as verses. Well, it goes back to style. I mean, I feel like Drake probably they both took a lot from each other, which is kind of interesting because swimming pools, drank. Kendrick's biggest hit pretty much he just took Drake's style and did it better then Drake is like basically on what Take Care there's some like Kendrick karaoke songs too like that are just clearly <laughs> oh that's your and that's what that's what I, I don't like example of a Kendrick karaoke songs because see here's the thing to keep it totally honest with my what I do with music it's not I just listen to whatever's on the radio while I'm taking my kids to school or fucking coming here mm -hmm. and then like if I hear like a Drake record, it's in somebody's car while like you know I'm getting a ride to some weird. Like it's never I've never sat and listened to the whole Drake record get, or the whole Kendrick record. I never except for when we're on tour. There, you know, that like was a, a moment in time. I think I was saying know? that about was it Degra was it Degrassi Picture Day or was it I think it was was one of the other ones that like maybe you guys it was on Hellfire Club. I'm like names blanking, but it made me feel kind of like I think how people feel. When they hear Drake songs, yeah. like that emotion. Yeah. Well, Mike's good at that though. Yo, Mike totally. Is, oh, like, he's just like, oh, you very, like that? I can do that and like, but like, make it look like let's, silly. Let's and keep it one hundred. Let's it. keep it one hundred for a second. Mike's. We've a, been keeping Mike's it one hundred for a long time. No, but I just want to let people know real quick. Mike's that guy. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. Far East movement where they're lost and they're like, they fell in love with that. Oh my God, they're like Mike Eagle. So yeah, I I don't really talk about Mike's songs like, oh man, it could be. It's like it's already there. You know what I mean? I just happen to have it, so I'm I'm happy. You know what I mean? So see, Mike Mike's got a ton of shit. I like that guy. This you know who Dart Adams is. He got it goes off. He's kind of like the the Gadfly hip hop, but he also he's like a wait. But he's got he's a blogger and he has like but he he has like very deep knowledge of hip hop like he as among the most this guy Dart Adams who is that and he was just going off on a rant today about how like you know qualifiers like it should be on every year end list but it isn't because it's like because I think it doesn't count because it's like not it's bullshit it should well I mean it's fine if it doesn't count that's that's how it is but it's like what people don't realize sometimes is that they take for granted how these songs come about right like like swimming pools or like bitch don't kill my vibe I love those songs yeah and you know but you know when he went into the studio what happened he went in the the engineer was there there was someone playing they they, they replayed the yeah. sample the guy was you know uh, uh, playing 808 sounds and like Kendrick was like got it you know and he went there and he wrote some shit and he did the verse you know and it was beautiful they had a great day they ate afterwards <laughs> and then he fucked a model it was just like <laughs> he, the it was, he, yeah. yeah you know he, then somebody you know like the check was already cashed way before exactly, then anyway exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know? with Mike he got the beat he downloaded it from the internet <laughs> he wrote the song in between picking up his kid and trying to make food and like 
listening yeah. to me talk to him. And he recorded in his closet. And then his wife went you know to sleep. Yeah. And then yeah. he recorded. Then he closed the closet door. And then something weird happened and he cried maybe briefly, but he got back into it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like sometimes when people like say, oh, I like indie rap. I like this rap. They don't realize what the difference is. It's like the genesis of it. Like where these songs come from is like yeah, nine days. I was talking to Serengeti the other day and he was talking to me about having experience recording with like a big artist. He was like with Sufjan Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he was telling me just about like how what what big of a contrast it was. And I'm like, yeah, niggas, they got a mini fridge off drop. top. There's a mini yeah. fridge. Yeah. And well, so when you like, do you? They say, do you? When they say, do you want a pizza? Like, don't reach for your pocket though. Like, like, what do you want on <laughs> pizza? He's like, dude, like, cause somebody will go get you your pizza, yeah, yeah, and it'll yeah, come. Yeah. You got jalapenos, pineapples, yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. Like, you sure you don't want anything else on there? Yeah. You know, I'm like, I thought it was only two toppings, fifty cent extra for the other other toppings. Like, they don't care about that. You just you know? dropped an EP actually this week, Serengeti. And if you heard, you, did you hear it's, it? Yeah, I, it's powerful. Mm, it's it very. The last song on it is basically like this whole thing where he was in Berkeley and. Uh, he was in Berkeley staying, I think, working with Odd Nazim and Jell, and then he was like crashing. I think somebody knew somebody, and he was like staying at their house, and it's like this whole like story about what would happen if the guy walks in on him, you know, and he's kind of stressing about like poverty and what yeah. he's doing with his life, and it's his birthday, and he's like yeah. 35, and he's just like yeah. hates, you know, and then he kills. Well, phone, they find the, the shotgun and kills himself. Yeah, huh? that phone call you guys had. And that's every phone call with Getty. <laughs> <laughs> that interview. That's he's, but I think that's what what's um. I don't know. I think that's there is something to be said though about like when you do struggle, it does make for more compelling art because there's a lack of conflicts. Well, when well, you're that's rich and yeah. satisfied. That's why all say. that's why all your favorite bands fall off because you lose perspective. They 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 lose perspective once like somebody somebody was was talking about Eminem and they're like, man, it was right after Rap God and this is yeah. it goes in our year end shit, right? It was like technically that shit is amazing, it you know. Is, yeah. It's just like if you if you saw that shit in numbers, it's like tight as fuck. But since he just plays Call of Duty all day and doesn't really have any real things to go yeah. through, he doesn't have the fucking crazy baby I mama shit. Song. Yeah, I mean it's cool it's, if you hate that song. It's the most I, dazzling worst song I've ever. Yeah, heard. I, I don't. It, I'm not dazzled. By it just that. blows by me. Yeah, I, I, man, yeah. I don't understand. He rap. actually is saying rap. shit. It's just not that interesting. He, no, he's not so saying weird. anything. He, no, he's he not kind saying, of actually. There's that line where he's like, he has a line that's like. For, like, no, it has no value. But for he's, bars, he's like, kooky cuckoo, yodely boo booty de boop boo. Like, he actually is in gibberish. I don't know why that's dazzling. I'm not dazzled by that. I mean, it's 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 just he it's like the, rap the cadences. God with rap bot. Like, I'm not But he just, the cadences are pretty cool. That's uh, that's all. As, as like, guess. if that was just like, if those were just sounds, if that was a nigga scatting, they'd be like, damn, he's scatting <laughs> yeah, like, he he his ass yeah. off. But like, but he doesn't really have anything to talk about, you know what I'm saying? He, he doesn't have. He he had one yeah. song on this album, where he did, where he was like talked about like going to Kroger's and like after he just performed this huge show, and the people were looking at him, they're like, "Oh, you have crow's feet." And I was like, I thought that was like a really kind of. And that's like, the closest thing, like him having thing. wrinkles on. That's some shit that you will hear. A bitch. It's just kind of like, but it's like that moment where you're like, "Fuck, I'm old." That's some. Like, that's some. Kinda, you know, that's some Beverly Hills housewife shit. But I mean, that's, that's not what, like some shit that a man should say. Well, he say. probably had work done. If you look at him, he looks 24. He looks older now. He looks younger yeah, now than he did. Well, when you he know what? That's that's the cruel. That's the cruel. Um, uh, agreement of this era. People get older and they look younger. Yeah, it's like really like Jay Z. I'm like. Yeah. What? Does he look younger? Is he getting get work same. done? Yeah, and like people want younger people, and the older people want to be younger, and it's like, what is going on? Yeah. Who are we? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird. Do you think Jay Z is looking younger? About the same. I don't know. Jay Z looks like who he is. Yeah, I don't know. He drinks the blood of young youth. 
Yeah. All, all these rich people leave crazy, leave lead crazy lives, man. So it's well, like, like, look at somebody like I mean, yeah, it is really baffling because if like, I was rich, somebody, I'd eat hella oops like all Brad Pitt. All day. Like that dude is fifty years old. Like yeah, that, that guy looks. If I was rich, I'd eat hella eat. Oops, I'd I eat hella rich. oops all berries all day. You bro. just go to yoga. Bacon oops all berries. <laughs> just a lot of <laughs> yoga meditation. I, eat, uh, I would eat mozzarella sticks like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> what would, would Milo eat if you were all right? Yeah, what would you eat on Tuesday if you were rich? On Tuesday, oh shit, dude, it'd be. Egg fried rice Tuesdays. That'd be the thing. <laughs> that'd be my life. That's, what about you? It's not baller enough. No, no, we we, we no, but that from is Betty, see, from that's Betty Hanna. No, but that's the thing. Like you're trapped in the like I'm trapped. broke dude paradigm. Like, if I was rich, I'd be stunned. I'm rich. I'm gonna just so you already rich in your in head, there. right? Like I'm but, saying, but, but, like I don't need to. But, fly. So, <laughs> no, but in order to get to the egg fried rice, you would have had to have all the good shit first. Then <laughs> yeah, regress to the egg fried rice. Because like, unless you eat the heart of a fucking like you know like small rare animal on a motherfucking plane, fifty thousand feet in the air, with just like nothing but like an African prince and then like you know some like you know other. Very rare looking person around there. <laughs> Very rare. <laughs> <laughs> He's an exceedingly rare, 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 rare exquisite rare taste. Man. Yeah. Then you know, yeah, I don't think you would you would do that. But you know what I would do. You know what I would do? <laughs> a bunch of things. There's a bunch of things. Like, first off, like I would hire myself two bodyguards, but only to protect me from myself after I smoke Sherm. <laughs> <laughs> oh like, my God, we got those crazy yeah, ass. I want to see how this feels. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's what would you awesome. do, Jeff? Um, I think I would buy myself a place like really mm. isolated, like a really big fortress of solitude, and then just like... I don't know. Like, like how writer? Yeah, I go off the internet. I would have like, a, and I would just like write books, and no one would hear from me for four years, and then they'd be like, "Wow, Jeff Rice wrote a novel," and they're like, "It's not that good." <laughs> that would be like it. But I'd have really, I'd only eat rabbit. Yeah. For three, yeah, just rabbit. Yeah, that's not that that's fly. Rabbit dude. and venison. Rabbit's not that. And then fly. I'd skin him and wear it like Macklemore. I realized last night I had like this epiphany. I was really disappointed because he's I, gonna take your grandpa style. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I had this epiphany. I've been wearing like I never. He's gonna I, take your grandpa style. I don't know I why his name. this ever clicked I just with think me. Some but white I've been guy wearing my grandpa like style. ostentatious, garish, like faux fur thrift shop coats since I was like. 19 or 20 and then I went and out because it's awesome. winter yeah, yeah, and it blew up like last winter on. but it was kind of at the end yeah. and, and now I'm like oh my god I have like Macklemore style. And I was like, wait a minute, he just swagged Dracula me and didn't even know me. Uh, and now I'm like, this is my, I'm like, oh, I hate, I'm like, can I not wear this coat? Because Macklemore <laughs> wears garish through, I've been wearing it since college. There's only so many type of coats you can wear. And I'm like, everyone's like, nice coat. I'm like, it cost me $40. There's only so many type <laughs> of coats. Nice sweater. Wear. I'm like, it cost me $1. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Macklemore like, was poor. He was poor. He started. He was like an indie grinding dude. His baby mama was. I respect him. I just back up You know, like he, he would. If he's he was a broke guy, he had a thrift shop. Didn't look fly. You know, I I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, so we we're going. Yeah. So we we're also talking about random stuff, and we we were also <laughs> did our light skin rapper thing where we really kind of fell off that. Mike and I. There's not all so time. much. Mike and I is a cool G rap of L. A. Yeah. I mean, but I better than cool not G many light skin <laughs> But like the way how the New Yorkers not better because that you know that's all subjective. But the way like the New Yorkers looked up to to uh, Cool G rap is being yeah. like, I like guess the, so yeah yeah this way we look at Mike and I. Well, I guess Mike gets less respect than Cool G rap. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, Cool Even G rap did songs with like Nas and people like put him on you know when he came back. I didn't realize that he ghost wrote like two songs on the NWA record, the first NWA and the Posse that's record. That's dope. 
Yeah, his names are his name is in the credits. Kuji Rap can write his ass off that little crime rap shit. He's the pioneer yeah. of that shit. I mean, I feel like I'm watching. It's like Law and Order or some shit yeah, like he's, that. He's, he's like, the pioneer of that shit. Yeah. Fucking uh, Road to the Riches. Is that is that the name of the song? That's the Kuji Rap and DJ DJ Polo. DJ yeah. Polo. So what, what's what's a good example? I'm playing songs while we do this shit. By the oh, way, okay. so what's a good Kuji Rap song to play for these folks right now? Um, I think the ti- is it the title. Yeah, song, song, The Road to the Riches, <clears throat> that's the single that I like. Uncle G Rap, when I grew up, I was a rapper and a gangster. Just like you. No, no, see. You could be a rapper, but you can't be a gangster. You don't want to be a gangster. Well, G Rap and Polo. Have anything to say before this court passes sentence on you? When I was five years old, I realized there was a role. At the end, I would win lots of pots of gold. Never took a break, never made a mistake. Took time to create, cause there's money to make. To be a billionaire, takes hard work for years. Some nights I set a tears while I was set a bridge. Been through hard times, even worked part time. In a key food store, cheap floor sometimes. I was sort of a quarter, taking the next man's orders. Breaking my back with the shack for headquarters. All my man an hour, took the time and wrote rhymes in the shower, choose a scuff cause the road gets rough, but I'm a rocket cause my box seems stuffed enough, all the freaks with the speed cause my jacks were weak, they would turn the upper cheek so I started to see, a way to get a play, and maybe one day, I'll be performing up the store for a decent pay, no matter how it seems, I always cast the dream, all the girlies scream, and suckers get creamed, dreamed about it for five years straight, finally I got a face to cut my first plate, the road ain't yellow, and it ain't no witches, Not my sock, cause I really were clock. There were four kind of things, swinging jackets and jeans, magazines, anything, just a hustle of beans. The cash was coming fast, money grew like grass. People hungry for the fast that don't even last. Didn't wanna be involved, but the money will get you. Getting richer and richer, the police up a picture, but I still supply. Some people I knew died, murders and homicides, for bottles of suicide. Money, jewelry, living like a star, and I wasn't too far from a jack wall car in a small town. The town's Alpacino For all of the girls A pretty boy Valentino Like I don't think I ever heard a Cool G-Rap song Played once on Power 106 yeah. And they played a lot Of East Coast stuff Back then I, Like in the early 90s Yeah I don't even know it was interesting Yeah I went, That Dame What was interesting Was when Dame Funk And Snoop Dogg Played this week And it was like It reminded me of The old Power 106 That when Egyptian Lover Came out They used to play That Egyptian Lover stuff In Power 106 All the time You, yeah. you remember that Yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. And like Gap Band, they used to play a. I remember they used to play a lot of Gap Band, which is mm-hmm. crazy now that Charlie. Well, speaking of 2013, Charlie Wilson sort of had like a, the Woodbound too. Sort of had like a nice. Dude, Charlie Wilson's been killing it forever. He bro. has been killing it forever. <laughs> like, but like, yeah. do you, I think Bound Two is probably the most that people had ever heard Charlie Wilson. He was on national talk shows. Yeah. yeah. Performing it. Yeah, it was a huge. I don't know, man. Because have you ever heard, and for me being a black guy, I've never Charlie Wilson's never not been in my radar. Like when I listen in the morning, like because you're you know, from LA though. Because Gap Band was huge. Not really, man. Just like I just think like all like if you all everybody's uncles like Charlie Wilson and then, you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. like Steve Harvey is like the icon for like the old black uncle you know like the old <laughs> the old conservative kind of like rich like guy that tells you to do do your best kind of kind of guy but you know 
you might drink too much and say something fucked up. He's that dude. I feel. And he yeah. plays Charlie Wilson like there's there hasn't been one morning when one Charlie Wilson song hasn't come on that radio show, you know. <laughs> so like in America, like you know, every morning Charlie Wilson gets played. I think you know? that's dope that they're gonna Kanye's gonna produce his record. Be that's about to happen. Yeah, that's what I read. Is that? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, who knows if it'll ever come out, but. Oh well, you know. Don't come out. Charlie. Did you ever hear the Ponderosa Twins original song that Bound was sampled for? No. It's like the it's like two twin brothers from Cleveland. I've been mm. trying to pitch a story on it, and like everyone's like, "Yeah." What kind of song? <laughs> <laughs> like, do it, and it's like an amazing story. It's like these two guys got, and like the guy getting it, it's like so sad. Like one guy I think died young, another guy like they went the bankrupt, broke as fuck. No one ever heard of them. Like small like, indie label in Cleveland, and of course the one yeah. guy making all the money off the sample bound too, which I'm sure is making tons of money. Yeah. Of course, it's like one asshole. Like it has been owning their publishing since like 1973, and yeah. like none of the actual singers or songwriters got any of the publishing. None of the songwriters got it. I don't it? think so. I mean, maybe they have a small cut, but you should play it. It's like. Ponderosa Twins. It's called Bound, actually. interesting when you hear these Kanye songs and you're like oh that's a loop you're like that's you just took two loops and smashed well, them together well that's I think that's, that's bold you know? it's it's some form of hip hop it's it's a bunch of things looping things is a bunch of things yeah you know you, you produce do you ever you don't make loop, do you ever loop stuff for all your the time yeah I don't but I, you know, I don't. A lot of my songs yeah. don't come out. But I just did that on a. I just released that scalp. So tell yeah, you produced that, right? The opening cut, but Long Woods. I just looped very recognizably. Um, the king of the bongo. Yeah. Yeah, the Manu Chow. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. There's one of them. You, I, I've been meaning to ask you what it was. I forgot what song it was. What's the, what's the first single that uh, you dropped off of Scallops? Oh, Zergiak Chagrin. Yeah, that's another very like. I just. Sheed's yeah. uh, Vito's Ordination song by Sufjan Stevens. What's well, kind yeah, of the good yeah, thing yeah, about yeah, being yeah. a rapper that's into indie music? Because like even like uh, when school, uh, not like Schoolboy Q was into Menomina, but yo, like, when that song came, like when it first came out, yeah. I was like, this is Menomina. Yeah, like, I interviewed so him. I interviewed him like right when it came out. It was yeah. like a week after, and I was like, damn, Menomina sample. Like, that's all the way. And he's like, like huh? what the fuck? What's <laughs> a Menomina? He's like, who? Yeah. <laughs> I love Menomina. Yeah, Wet Rusting's that's amazing like song. All the way in it, like not it's yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, nothing touched on it. Maybe drums. Maybe yeah, put drums on it. Uh, a lot of people do that, you know. I, well, even uh, Scoop, I just, I just, like, I just want to slow it down. We, we we meet 
we you say scoop and then I just see like the ultimate Chicano art on this Ponderosa Twins uh, YouTube oh. thing right here. This is some straight up Art LeBeau, you know. Like <laughs> I want to give a shout out to to little Luki, <laughs> uh, Gardena, and you know, in in Sumar. Tell him, <laughs> tell him Bunny loves him, and then when he gets back home, I'll have everything right for him. Like like whatever. That's sampling sampling is a really misunderstood. I, I don't think it's talked about correctly in the public forum. Like people act like it's just you just take when you sample, you just take a big chunk and you're sampling. Like, yeah. you know, see, it's I mean, there's definitely an art to it. Of course, you can I mean, take a sound and do whatever the hell with it. You know. Well, I think I mean I think the ultimate example is like burial because you think about burial, you're like burial is sampling brandy and Ray J. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got a burial sample on the scallops I sell today. Really? Yeah. That's weird. This is getting weird. Are you a fan of scallops? <laughs> no, I was. It was trying to make fun of Clams Casino. You don't really fuck with scallops like that. I don't eat meat. I don't eat any of that. Scallops is not meat. I don't it's, eat fish. You don't eat fish. I think I saw you eat fish. No. Never eat fish. <laughs> Never had fish. You sure? What about an egg? Were you always? Eggs aren't meat. Were you eggs all, are, are definitely. You they're or definitely vegetarian? meat. Oh my God. Eggs are definitely uh, meat, my nigga. That's. <laughs> are you? A, well, he's not. A, you're not vegan. You're it's all right. Yeah, I'm you're allowed in. in Vegan, you can't eat eggs. I just, I just think that's a cop out. Bro. How is an egg meat, <laughs> dude? That's Embryo. like saying, well, then, then this gets us on like you know the like the fucking abortion is abortion murder <laughs> kind of thing. Like you know, technically like yeah, it depends how late in the pregnancy the egg is. <laughs> you know, yeah, dude. If it's a third trimester egg, trimester that shit is meat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not that's not an egg. An egg is is unfertilized. I mean, sometimes you know who knows. Who knows that you? <laughs> no, you, you, you know when it's fertilized because it's got that nasty, bloody thing it's got that a occasionally red, happens. It's got a red dye. How yeah, does yeah, a chicken? How does the male rooster then fertilize the egg, or is it just a random? He just kicks game to it. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he walks up? He shit. He plays. He plays stuff. He walks. He puts around, on a track like, record to it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Come through, come through. They just uh, chicken. That's great. <laughs> Sings I'm on my worst behavior. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Zilla, Zilla Rocker just got a text from him out of the blue. He goes, kind of think Buster Rhymes greater than Eminem. It's a valid argument. <laughs> like, out of the blue, just... I'd rather see those old rappers fight at this point. I wish that Def Jam Vendetta video game <laughs> could be a real thing at this point. Because, like, I really... That new Buster Rhymes... Uh, we were you in, in think studio it's good. watching it's that. It's kind of good. I, didn't, I like it. You know, even since the Chris Brown, that, that Chris Brown, like, burst that he did, I was just like... He's not saying anything. Uh, when did not... Busta Rhymes ever say anything? Uh, he said some things. He's like, yeah, about like the millennium and like the end of the world. But, yeah, you're like, right. You're right. You're very right. He's never. I mean, Wuha right. got you all in check. Like, no, he's he's, he's really fantastic. But he was coming that. through the record, the disco tech, and I really about felt style. like, <laughs> like <laughs> what's well, like mystical uh, too. Like whoa, mystical, whoa, 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 whoa. This goes uh, kind of kind of in a different pocket though. Yeah, yeah, no, he says some dope shit. He says some like crazy Vietnam vet shit. Man. Yeah, that's true. He was. He's like, a styler. He's like, yeah. like that's a true styler. When you have an idea in your rap that you know that dictates your you know your content, the cadence, you know mm -hmm. everything, the tone. He, have you seen that acapella that he did where he uh, basically he was walking you through like the conductor of a drum line? Oh no! You seen that shit? Oh my god! I wish you could find that. But basically. <laughs> You know, he uh he was like like so I tell the man over here, pick up a stick. And he just basically is this whole fucking, you know, thirty two bar verse 
is him rapping about conducting the drum line, but then he's hitting the percussion with it at the same time. Damn. And so like all you needed was like Rozelle like, to run through me. halfway okay. and just like hit all that hit all those points. It was it was a fucking. Movie. I think he's one of the greatest rappers of all time, Mystical. He's like probably my top twenty. Just if you think about longevity, he's still making good music, and he was around before No Limit. Like he was putting out independent records, and then No Limit signed him. People slept on that James Brown song he did. Oh, hit me! Yeah, hit me! Yeah, oh, that was. Super well, I, that's what I think is amazing that he was like, okay, midway through my career, I've just, I'm gonna be James Brown. Well, it's but like, it's, still, it's a momentum thing. This was after the arrest, though, right? Yeah, and then he came back yeah, he after. Yeah, that was before the arrest. That shit would have been like. But no I don't know if you think of like the, the stuff he was doing, like get up off the wall, sort of. Like I mean, most. Brown song. I mean, most most old, older rap acts kind of peter out and don't do things. But I think it's too bad, like people like him. I think he's on like Cash Money now. Oh, is he? Yeah, he is on Cash Money, but I think like it's a great I saw I saw a video of him just rapping with Manny Fresh just in the studio. Yeah, he's an incredible rapper. And this goes back to like our you know the obsession with music. Like talent, you know. Talent was like record selling or whatnot, or talent was like garbage attention. All of it. it was 100% talent. A dude like that would be able to drop some shit. I mean, like, as a media person, that's why I kind of fault the media because, like, ultimately, like, I get it if you're a print magazine and you have to sell a cover story. Like, I totally understand that. Like, there are certain artists that will not sell that. It's like, I, I get like, why you have to have Tupac and Biggie and Drake on every single cover ever. Like, understood. But, like, if you're an online website, like, you could definitely devote 25% of your content to mystical to whatever the fuck you want because it's like, you know, it's you don't need to have like the Kid Ink preview video. Like, it'll be like, Kid Ink's about to drop a video with him and Lil Wayne. And then they'll do the preview video. And you're like, eh, you could have maybe Who's devoted. Kid Oh yeah, I don't know who that is either. Who is he's, that? he's got a song on the radio that's like the same song as Paranoid. Oh, it's okay. It's with Chris Brown and. Yeah, it's basically like DJ Mustard basically has decided to do the Robin S. Show Me Love beat, which was great because he told me, I interviewed him recently, and I was like, yeah, I really liked how you're doing the house music. He's like, yeah, I just took Robin S. to Show Me Love and slowed it down. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> I really like it's Paranoid, kidding, bro. I really <laughs> like Paranoid. Songs, yeah. I, like, because I feel like, I feel like, like that's the ultimate like stoner player song, you know? Yeah, and completely. This is, yeah. Haven't you ever, like, I mean, yeah. Like, I've never been in that situation, but. I was once. What song is that, Paranoid? Uh, from Ty Dolla Sign. It's a great. It's yeah. like you're really oh, high yeah, at the club, right. and like two girls that you've been dating walk into the club. And oh, you're pretty sure they know each other, I've, and they've been talking about it. I've heard paranoid. Oh, that's. A, but but you at might the be same really time, high. I call some like sociopath shit. Like the, how he's explaining, he was like, "I bought them both the same shoes. Yeah, and it both is the same <laughs> fragrance. <laughs> it gets really crazy. Like, they they ride the same cars. Like it's almost like you know, like I call some people the serial fuckers. Like <laughs> dates the same kind of girl over and over. He's basically just like treating bras like dolls, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of cool too. And he's like, and he's yeah. like, he wouldn't allow them to sleep over. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I was like, like that's so mean. They can't like, sleep over. Not one of them. You, I, I understand. Like one of them is not allowed to sleep over, but the other one you sort of like, and she is allowed to stay over. But it's like you hate people so much that neither are allowed, neither are allowed to. Sleep. If she fucks around and wakes up in the morning and eats his honeycombs, he might kill her. That's true. You know. Smoke his weed. Yeah. <laughs> like it's only so much weed. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I, I, I I definitely keep up, but I sometimes I really can't because it's nerve-wracking. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. I just try to focus on what we do. 
Yeah. yeah, you did a lot of the. You basically curated and compiled and produced, executive produced the whole Hellfire, Dornovus Tuki year. Yeah, yeah. I said I told everyone I wanted to do a tape, and then we said call it Dornovus Tuki, and we just. I try to put it to you together. Have you been reading? Have you been reading the LA Times' yeah. Dorner kind of saga that they've been dropping this week? It's amazing. No, I haven't. It's about basically like the start of you know uh, Dorner's Dorner. problems, his uh, flee, the letter, the manifesto on Facebook, like yeah. then driving around and escaping. Is oh, is there a new piece out? Okay. It's been like a three-part, four-part. Oh, it's cover a three-part. Okay. Yeah, it's great. What? Yeah, let's talk about like you. We talked about like Dorner versus Tuki. Like, what was it? You know, how did you describe it? Uh, all right. So whatever I said before it doesn't matter. But Can we have your money. I don't think you did your Moneyball analogy too. So let's get both of these. Oh, basically, <laughs> at least. Like I started, I started Hellfire. I probably told this story on this podcast before, but uh, I started Hellfire. It was '09. I was in Narita Airport in Tokyo. I looked over to Kev. I was like, "You need to sign some more rappers." And like Kev looked at me like, "I don't know what the fuck is happening in the rap world. You should do that." And I was like, "All right, cool." And I'm not that responsible. Like I'm just gonna sign on all my friends. Is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> like I'm just like you know I'm not like I'm not gonna go look for the fresh new young artists or nothing like that. You know, and it's funny, like, Milo, basically, this is what happened. So, uh, you know, I, I signed uh, uh, Intuition first, and, you know, that was, like, a trial thing. That didn't really work out for us, though. Um, but then, um, like, the next year, I went with Mike to uh, fucking uh, South By, and we drove from L.A. to Texas. I remember that. And the yeah. whole time I was just like talking to Mike, like, "Hey man, we gotta start this label. Da, 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 da. You should join it, man. This is gonna be cool, man. Put out a record. Da, da, da. You know, I got my tax return back, man. Fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> man. We'll, we'll fucking blow it up, you know." And uh, he agreed to do it. But uh, basically, like, I mean, the way I have it, like, I just like I knew Mike was hella, hella talented. But even in LA, even in our little clicking scene, like the whole like blow to the post blow shit, it's like. He's a dude that like nobody was really saying like that's that dude. You know what I'm saying? Was this before unapologetic art? This rap? is this is when apologet unapologetic yeah. art rap was being worked on. Mm -hmm. You know, no, you know, but you know, basically, like basically, it was I just really just like pick certain people. Like Red Ramirez is a dude that like I I was introduced to from a bus driver record, and mm -hmm. it was like the best verse of that year yeah, that he either. did. It was hella controversial though. This was on Temporary Forever, yeah, and he's a dude that like when I was younger. I was like, oh man, like I really like, I really fuck with this dude, you know, um, like just like talent wise, you know. Secondly, like Taurus Scott, for instance, he's a dude that like, while there's like the greater beat scene that exists that, you know, uh, it's like, you know, now so, sort of like a, a boys club that is kind of hard. He can't get into it because it's already become something and dissipated. Taurus is kind of like lingering on the outside of it. But every time he played at low end, he played like two or three times before we had a conversation. He fucking murdered, murdered it every yeah. time. It was like one of those like, like damn, like I really can't even listen to the, to the next dude. I'm gonna go holler at this dude for a second. But basically, the movie Moneyball is, you know, it was hella inspiring when I saw that shit. Just because I was like, I realized that's what I was doing. I was like, like, like working with certain dudes who, who weren't like looked at as like the next big thing. But I was just basing it off of just like, like this dude has really good choruses. This dude has really good chops. Or this dude has really good, you know, like a high output of uh content you know what I'm saying yeah. and if you put those things together then you get what what happened last night or what's happening with the Dorner versus Tukey without mm -hmm. having to spend fucking you know $50,000 on it you know what I'm saying yeah yeah I um I uh cause that was a free project by the way yeah <laughs> which you can download on the Hellfire Club Bandcamp <laughs> <laughs> 
I uh, get I, it now. I I kind of remember when Mike did that record. I uh, he finished unapologetic art rap. I remember I I and I made it my uh, my mission to get that record put out and get him signed. Mm-hmm. And I, I made I, I really cautiously told him that Mush Records would be able to help him, you know, because uh, this is when he had his first record. And I told him it'd be not the best situation, but there was nothing else for him <laughs> that I knew of yeah. that could help him and, take. And yet still, take he had to tell me about it. Like, <laughs> and still, yeah, like yeah. I'm like, why don't you sell, send me an email? You're yeah. an independent rap label in Los Angeles, yeah. and I write about rap music a lot. Yeah, and then but, it still had to be like you. You were like, listen to this. But and yeah. then it was like done. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, part of the mush deal was that he did that record and that. They would also do the Thirsty Fish record, which was a record with him, dumbfounded. Yeah, and I, I executive pro- produced that, but no, really, that record kind of got pushed to the sides. But we did that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, from from after that, when Mike did the record with James and Hellfire Club, I was kind of skeptical about the whole um, situation. I thought it was interesting. I didn't know really what it was about. But uh, I think when that Prometheus tape came out, and then when Mike's second record uh, second record came out, it really like came all. Together, what Hellfire Club was, and uh, it less it less struck me as like a label or like a crew it was like it was like it was like it was like an honest organic happening within my the uh, the younger tier of my friend group, and I was like, oh, like this is my friend group. Yeah, well, I, I'm gonna say friend group because I don't know how to call how to talk how to talk about y'all. I always mm-hmm. say friend group or folks, or I don't know what. I just, I just were like post blow motherfuckers. You know? <laughs> friend group. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so, so, but, 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 yeah, like at at that point, I was like, man, this is kind of what's up. And like, me and James did flashbang, and like, since that, for me, Hellfire Club has been like a support group. You know what I mean? It's just like this, this like this like entity that we're a part of, and um, I really don't. I need it personally because I'm less like less um i less have to marry myself to like the rules of rap or music like i feel really liberated by it because we got like a universe and there's a bunch of stuff and it's kind of inspiring so it's like i think that's why hellfire is valuable because like people don't really it's kind of self-contained i feel like worlds and like labels and like they get uh and like crews they get a a lot more traction in general than like kind of the one man often is and if you think about it like black hippie those guys and that was like you know we always talk about kind of like it's more of like a boy band kind of model almost where it's like they just were like okay we got one guy and i'm like yeah. you 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 and like you know somebody and they brought yeah, it in yeah. but they didn't really get popping the first song that they really got traction on was that song zip that chop that where they made a video of them walking around yeah, yeah, downtown yeah. la and like it's a great song mm-hmm. but like i don't think it like clicked for a lot of people in their minds until they like and i feel like you know, it's historically that's how it, uh, Odd Future, like if it was just Tyler Solo, mm-hmm. you know, it probably would not have gotten that hype. But then, like, people, I don't know what it is about that. It's like, see, the, the, in the lieu of like a big marketing gimmick, we're like, we're, I mean, I guess maybe art rap too, but then, like, even our rap's been co opted by Jay Z. Yeah. The, funny, the funny thing is, none of that shit matters as long as you have hits. But then, if you don't have hits and you don't have, if you have hits and you don't have money, then you need to do that. That's what it is. I think, it, I think that's what it is, you know? So, yeah. like, like you know, I you know would uh, if if Kendrick had like like some hits that fit that climate before Black Hippie or if if, if J Rock if J Rock if yeah. his first fucking if his first thing happened mm. and he had hits and he was that that ready 
then there would be no black hit. It's weird though. He did that song with Lil Wayne. You ever hear that play? That song with Lil Wayne that he did like in 2010. It's good or 2009. But it's not. But it's like is it J Rock? J Rock was a poor man's game at that point. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like he was like, there's no space for you in this in our in our mind. Well, I mean, and like there still is that kind of world. I mean, I think like Nipsey Hussle, but they do their own thing, and like they you know they built their own. Dom Kennedy like does his own thing. I'm not a fan really. He has no idea. No, I know who Nipsey Hussle is. Uh, because you and Nipsey Hussle, you guys like have the same. You have the same like money making mind, bro. That's what I think. But, that is weird. Uh, yeah. That is weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. To tell tell us when you got involved with how far. Okay, so I got. Uh, it's so interesting to hear you talk about certain mic records from that point of view because yeah. I associate it with like niggas giving me swirlies in high school and that uh-huh. record got me through. You know what I mean? And, like uh, <laughs> like when Natural Causes, when Nightmares came out. I remember I was on my laptop in theology class freshman year in college, and he tweeted about it. I just packed up, left the class. Like I was like, I gotta watch this new mic shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's to, the most like, irresponsible shit I've yeah, ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's like, philosophy. Yeah, like I was way. like, see ya. Like I, I had to go. I watched that video, and at the time, like I wasn't really rapping at all. I was running like this stupid little website. And I wrote the longest like. What was your website? It was called like the Weatherman's Union. It was this whole stupid thing, and yeah, man. I sometimes email at you at your email address there, yeah, and it, may it bounces back all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote the longest post about that. Like I was just for me, like that site really started because I was just like, "Yo, Mike is that dude. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna make a site and write about his shit and like get mm-hmm. him shine." Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting to hear you guys talk about certain records from that point of view. But um, I don't know. I I got started rapping and. Did a couple tapes, and I'd known Mike from interviews with him and talking to him and stuff, and he brought me on the road two summers ago. We did, like, a, a one-week tour run and talked a lot about rap and a lot about, like, the kind of aspirations I had. And at the time, I was, I was just emailing um, Riley Lake. I just found his SoundCloud at random. And, um, yeah, like, so things that happened at day was sort of in its infant stage then. Mm-hmm. And I was just bouncing stuff to... Him and I just met you that summer too in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I just met you at that Buck 65 show and I really didn't have, I had no music that I owned. You know, I'd had yeah. the Baz thing and this mixtape where I was stealing like Flying Lotus beats and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so that, it was like, as rappers do when they first right, start off. Right. And it was like, yeah, that was, was how old are you right now? I'm 21. I was 19. So how you were 19 then? Yeah. So how are you going to get some production at that time? Right. No, yeah, I was yeah. like, this is great. I'll take that, co op these things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember when I was in math class when I remember the first time you tweeted me back. Oh, uh, really? You're like, your tape is inspired, by the way. Uh, 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 I left uh, class that, that day, too. I was like, <laughs> like, I, just, I would do that anytime some cool happened to I would just pack up and leave it. My friends would be like, where are you going? I can't talk to you. Like, I got bars, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I got bars. Shut up. Like, I just pack everything up and leave. And, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So then, like, the next school year, it started my junior year of college started and um i was working on these tapes and i i had nothing man i had like a little internet following mm. but no labels and like this this fellow blake gillespie over at impose like he was briefly a and ring and he pitched my stuff to like five different labels and they were all like that nigga sucks you mm. know and like the anacon thing happened and i was like really 
sad. You were on Anacon? No, no, no. I did this Baz tape to try to like court them. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it was just like so many labels were like, "You're, you're not good." Yeah, like, Anacon doesn't. Well, Anacon hasn't signed a rapper in like. Yeah. No, they signed. They signed. They signed Young rappers. Fathers, man. They signed like, the rappers. Same time. Well, that, but that's not well, why they didn't sign him. Tell him, tell him why there was a problem. Oh, okay. Well, the thing with Anacon was like, if I, okay, being totally honest, the thing with Anacon. I made that tape as like a f- like like a resume. Like I was just totally. like these are beats that are on your label. I'll make this tape. Mike was like, "I know some of those guys there. I will put my neck on the line for you. Like I'll give this to them. I'll vouch for you." And so it was really more it was never supposed to become a tape. It was just supposed to be like, "I'm a big fan. Totally. Here's my stuff." And they never responded for like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever came from it. Like I was like, "Mike, what's going on?" He was like, "I'm not hearing anything." Da 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 da. So then I just put it out on the net and was like, Fuck it, who cares? Mm-hmm. And I had like the needle drop in my corner, and so that created enough buzz to the point where I got like the, the like yo take this off your Bandcamp email from Sean. Wow. And I got and like I remember. Uh, in Did the, they act like they didn't knew it existed? Before? No, no, no. He he was like he was like yeah I I heard the tape like when Mike did <laughs> no and like he was like he's like no offense man it's just nothing special that's what he said and I was I was, I was like sitting in my dorm room and I was like. Curses! Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, I was did, so you, did you just pack up and go to class? No, no, no. I, didn't I just went shit. to class. <laughs> like, the inverse yeah. or bad news. I was like, get my ass back in class. No, Give dude, me a Dorita book now. I was, I was like, really bummed. And Mike was so cool. Like, he was just like, yo, dude, like, that happens. That happens. You know what I mean? Like, keep your head in the game, keep rapping. And then um, Wait, which, you can do it, Rock. Did he give you a which, which Which Mike is this? Is Mike, this? Eagle. Mike Eagle. Oh, it was Mike Eagle. Yeah. Right, sorry. And so um, I was working on this new tape, and my grandmother was visiting me on campus, and I asked her for a thousand dollar loan to make physicals of my double EP because mm-hmm. there was like no label involved, there was nothing going on, and she was like, mm, "I don't know, maybe da da da." And I was hanging out with my grandmother when I got your email, uh-huh. which was Were like... Were we on tour at the time? Reagan's email. Yeah, Reagan's I, email. I'm my bus, bad. My name is Driver. I got, I got the bus driver email. And it was like... <laughs> the bus driver writes emails in this terse, concise style that was just like, if you need help, Hellfire will help you. Like, <laughs> like that was the whole... Like, yeah, it was yeah, one yeah. line. Like, it was like, yeah. there is help if you need <laughs> And I got there, I was like, look at this grandma! And then she gave me the money, and then everything kind of... That came out. That came up beginning this yeah. year, right? Was that and so yeah, actually, that's so interesting to hear you say that it did come out. Yeah, this January first, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's a part it's of our like, year end shit that we're doing right it's now. Crazy. It's gonna be on the passion of the life because it endless. feels like a long time <laughs> ago. But yeah, like just a year ago was and the first time I've been here. And so here's my here's my perspective in the car, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything that went went on with Sean. You know, I didn't know know about any of that shit. And I could talk about that, but I'd rather not. Um, but I was in the car, Mike. And Bus played me the record, right? And I was like, you know, to be totally honest, or maybe he played me some of your stuff before, and I was yeah. like, I don't really like it, you know? <laughs> like, but, but I was on some shit, like, you know, maybe it was like, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, there was nothing special to it mm-hmm. to me, to be to- totally honest. But then they played me that record in, in the car, and I was like, man, he's kind of getting at something, and I don't really understand it, and I don't understand it at all. But this flash flashes back to the year 2010, and fucking, I was, it was in Coachella with my homie Ty, who we had on the show, mm. and he handed me, like, a flash drive. He was like, I know you like grime. And he, like, he basically did this sneak move and gave me a bunch of grime, but then also gave me hella Odd Future shit. <laughs> this is, but this is before Odd Future was anything, right? Yeah. 
And then he asked me, he's like, did you listen to that grime shit I gave you? And I was like, yeah, but what's all that rape shit, man? I got daughters. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got daughters. I really can't fuck with that. Oh, that's the homies. And then you should sign them, right? And I was like, no, I don't understand why anybody would like rape, my nigga. <laughs> like, like I, I was 100% on that shit. I was like, I got daughters, nigga. I can't, yeah. I can't fuck with that. But then seeing all the fucking OF shit like happen like in front of my face at low end like at my yeah, job I was just yeah. like damn it maybe it's not about what I understand mm-hmm. maybe it's about what you know well, the, it's about the it's about the spirit of the youth also, you know what I'm saying I mean there's to be like I was gonna say like I remember you hit me up with an email and like yeah, there though. was talent like you could tell that there was talent but like you your style hadn't come together yet yeah. and mm. like you know, like I wrote mm. back, and I think it was basically like, yeah, like you. Yeah, you were like, yeah, yeah, like send me more shit. Send me more on. shit, because I was yeah. like, yeah, like you, and I don't usually say that to most people. Usually, I'm like, this, this. But I'm never. so jaded. I'm like, yeah, I'll try to listen to it. I'm I so jaded. And talent, talent isn't rare. You know, I'm like, I know yeah. so many dope rappers. You know, what I'm saying, right. but, but it was like, it was like, okay, no, he's putting out these records. He's making these records, and he's passing these records around. He's not just like a nigga that's just like I have one song and like <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to get on a nigga that's not trying to talk your ear off backstage somewhere or some mm-hmm. shit like that. It was like, oh, yeah. he's putting together but, like, like a piece I mean, of work for us, yeah. you know. I mean, and I was like, yeah, we should we should put this shit. Well, out, you know, I think I think we take for granted some of the particularities of our approach to music. Like, I think what struck me about Milo is that he. Um, he um he uh, he uh, understood some of the things that made us like that kind of gave us our approach. You know, like he was he was a big fan of what happened at Low End and people who had kind of um, gained prominence through working there. And he had a good understanding of where that was going. You yeah. know what I mean? And 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 how to turn that aesthetic into rap songs that made sense for himself. Well, if you think about it, like. If you're doing something long enough, you'd hope that you'd inspire younger people. You know what I mean? And they would come up making music that's influenced by you and you're creating a sort of, I mean, like probably how you did when, you know, with the Freestyle Fellowship guys when you were first, you know, like there is like a sort of like lineage and heritage and like, which is kind of cool because most of the time like lineage and tradition kind of gets really stale and you end up like, I think a lot of the, the problem with the 90s New York rap stuff that's coming out of New York right now, like, and, um, is that they are not really advancing it, whereas I think the blowed idea and good life idea was to always kind of keep progressing. What? Yeah, I guess so. It seems like it to me. I mean, not you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know anymore. It's us. the blowed idea was like get this nigga off stage. <laughs> it wasn't. It's not magical at all. Like, but I like mean, I mean, it was about look, progress and advancing. Like, it, it was about progress and advancing, but it was a lot of, a lot of hazing and a lot of just. You know, I don't know. It wasn't as well, well, progressive in the in the way that you somebody would like romanticize it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like those styles were like even from the from the genesis. It's sort of like from like what it originates from, and like that style was really revolutionary. I, I I think I think one of the things that I that I that I take for granted that we do now is that like rap and like certain aspects of electronic music and womp do womp those things are all like given are like one kind of, you know, one kind of happening for us, you know, like sometimes I like work with people and don't have to over explain something that we take for granted as being like a given, you know what I mean? And like, then you get bored, right? You yeah, know, it's like, oh man, we got, we got, you know, the fucking, the guitar player is gonna come and play these chords and the drums are gonna drop out, are you sure? You, you know, like, I'm like, just do it, man, it's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> do what you're gonna do, let's go there, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, so like I I I uh I don't know, I think uh 
I just say that to say that with Hellfire, we really rely on our instincts. And, yeah. Uh, it feels good to uh, to uh, to do that again because I, I I personally get subconscious. I don't know. You know? No, I feel um, with but, my uh, own music, right? Like definitely being on the cusp of kind of finding a style and a sound and whatnot, and then getting the invite to become a member of Hellfire and really I feel like um, like Jack Spicer's poet talks about like creating your own universe and that's what I feel like we're doing here that's awesome and and so I just feel I'm totally oblivious like this whole conversation has been about rap I don't know shit about what's going on outside of Hellfire I don't want to know I don't care <laughs> like I just bump my guys is shit something I love it that. that's all I care about I care about developing our sound doing our thing and um yeah, I wish I could think of that. Shout out the first Jack Spicer reference on this podcast. <laughs> what the fuck is that economist name? He's a fucking uh, the, the the he's a uh, fuck. Milton Friedman? No, oh, man. Krugman. Keynes. No, I don't know if he's like an economist. I'm maybe using the wrong word. <laughs> he's like an investor, nigga. Like I don't know. Buffett. 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 Buffett doesn't study the market, and Mayweather doesn't study tape. And like the way they explained it both on two different separate occasions was yeah. just like the hardest shit ever. Yeah. And I was yeah. like. You know, and I, I remember from like my battle days, like the only times I would lose is when like I would just watch a nigga's battles and like obsess over some yeah. shit and then be like then get there and and have like a rebuttal for something that didn't exist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like that was a total waste of time. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, being in in an actual moment versus being in like, you know, some reference moment or whatnot yeah. is always the best. Well, I mean, know? especially for me, I feel like I grew up listening to your guys' music. So now being a part of this group, like I don't need competition outside of outside bus driver or mm -hmm. Mike or you mm -hmm. or Rhetoric or Kill or whatever. Like you hear Mike's new shit, it's like, oh wow, okay, I really need to be working then. I don't need any more pressure from any other artists outside of Hell. You know what? Yeah. You know? That's been interesting this last year because I've been working on a record and I really just been listening to y'all a lot. And it's been really helpful. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some some years it's not, you know, <laughs> but this year it's very helpful. I'm on so. my anti-competitive shit, so like I don't. I can't listen, like, I don't, I can't listen to people, like, I don't want to treat this as, like, co competition, you yeah, know, yeah, no, I'm I mean, on some, like, absolutely. or even, like, you know, like, as comparing, like, I'm definitely trying to, like, oh, you know, yeah, like, like, it's just, like, pack, 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 no, pack, okay, pack, maybe you know not competition, but just inspiring, inspiring, like, you yeah. hear, you hear each other, like, the tapes that are being passed around, these email threads that I've heard, mm -hmm. you know, and I hear them, mm -hmm. and then I'm immediately the like, tapes? I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I got some <laughs> shit, like, okay, let's do it, you know, like, <laughs> I hear, like, Michael, like, oh, let me show you this new song I've got, or, or like, in the car yesterday, you played me those two tracks, I was like, damn, like, I gotta, okay, now, now I know what's going on, you know, I was gonna say, that's awesome. Um, we should probably start to wrap it up, but I was gonna say, is there, like, a favorite moment or thing that happened in 2013, like, you can go around and kind of, like, that uh, still will strike you. Or even just something that you'll remember, you'll look back from this year, like, there's one thing you'll kind of stand Oh, out. man, yeah. that's... Yeah, or two, it. or whatever. Easy, you know. hard one. Yeah, my favorite moment in 2013 was the first time I came out to L.A. and played Low End Theory, and I was rapping, and that was nice. <laughs> but uh, the Gus Haynes bit, man, like... Reagan, bus driver, was, like, standing on the wall. He had a hoodie on. He's trying to, like, kind of hide, I think. <laughs> And then, like, kids were like, dude, Gus, hey, dude, Gus, hey. It was cool. Yeah. And then, like, you came out and you, like, took your hoodie off. And these kids were like, oh, <laughs> best moment. I'd never had anything like that. Like, it was like, wow, we are here. We're doing it. That <laughs> was really moment. funny. Yeah, it was great. Gus Haynes. Gus Haynes. Um, my favorite moment, my favorite show was in Berlin this year. Thank you, Berlin. Very good bus driver headline show. 
Don't find too many of your friends at those, do you? <laughs> anyway, shout out to my niggas in Berlin making custom made shirts. Fuck the haters. That's awesome. West Berlin, custom East Berlin, all day, whatever. My niggas get it in. <laughs> and, um, they get it in in Berlin. <laughs> and uh, my best experience. Lido's house will leader house alone. Probably, I think my best experience was. I like that one. One of my best experiences was the argument I had with Rhetoric towards the end of making Dora vs. Tuki, which was literally hours before it went up. Rhetoric had made a whole different version of a solo song because I had apparently mishandled how the uh, original mix was done. And he said, it sounds like shit. I'm like, Eric, this shit's going up tomorrow. Like, what are you going to do about it? He's like, here it is. And he gave me, and he, and he gave the current version of Fuck the Night Stalker. And I was like, man, this is way better. Good job. <laughs> like, we had been like going back and forth for a minute. I was like, that was worth it, man. That was worth it. Because, you know, you, you made the record better. But like, anyway. That's about you. Uh, I, I, I'm going to mold them into two things. Uh, no, actually, there's one thing. All right, so I've had like great, I've had great luck for the last week. You know, and there's Friday the 13th, which is tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, uh, you know, but like everything's been good. Last night was amazing. Mm -hmm. But like some after everything, you know, happened last night, you know, Wayne, Wayne Brady followed me. You know, uh, Wayne Brady followed me when uh, we were at Low End during Wayne the soundtrack. Wayne Brady, like the Wayne Brady, the Wayne Brady, the Wayne Brady. I'm Wayne Brady, bitch. That, that way, awesome. he, he followed me, and then um, we we're going back on, back and forth on Twitter, like you know, telling, "Oh, you're an amazing freestyler." He's like, "No, you're an amazing free, freestyler." You no, you're Brady amazing. Freestyles? I mean, he's an improv dude, and we see, I've seen him freestyle yeah. somewhere, you know. And then I was just like, "Man, your improvisation skills are amazing." Woo -woo -woo -woo. Then like he DM'd me. This is like right after we got off, what? and he's like, "My nigga, I'm in town. I'm trying to work." Give me your number, and then I was just like, "What's he hiding?" Wayne, what else is Wayne Brady's gonna be the next Hellfire Club? Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, we're signing Wayne Brady. No, no, he said he's working on a project, and then he's got a show. Like, so, like, that's tight, you know, man. like, and you know, I don't know, I'm fucking with it. Yeah, that's so amazing. That's perfect. That happened, but after hella good things happened, you know. We need to have a cameo in this video for sure. That's great. That goes hand in hand. Yeah, it's for me. It was uh, mm -hmm. I had a book come out this year which like I got to mm -hmm. do a what? book reading why did I not know I don't, I don't know things. about the book Tupac because I'm the worst like I can promote my articles but like to be a good book promoter you literally have to like spam the fuck it. it's probably like when you have an album it's like a week after it comes out people are already forgetting about it oh, so it's like yeah. you have to kind of like and I just don't care enough <laughs> yeah. to be like, oh, I got a book. You should, Buy my you holiday. Should, you got to tour that shit. You got to be sitting. Well, I did. That was kind of the coolest thing. I got to go to New York and do a book reading out there. And mm -hmm. that was um, amazing. Because I'd always, you know, like growing up in L.A., you always want to like New York. You always think of the meccas like, of literature. And, you know, got to, not like the book was literature. It's on Tupac and Biggie. But I got to go and have a reading at Housing Works which is really cool and I got like Drew Ha and Peter Rosenberg to kind of be guests on it with my oh, co-author yeah, and then Drew Ha told his stories about like drinking Orange Fanta stealing Tupac's Orange Fanta well, that's a big deal man and that made me really happy yeah, yeah. so well, I will get the book and read it now yeah get Tupac versus Biggie by me and Evan McGarvey I get Tupac versus Biggie get Dorna versus Tukey yeah and guess I guess it's Scouts Hotel I miss Scouts Hotel Jimmy the Burnout is coming uh, February 4th all right. Well, right now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take us out on uh, a song that all three of us did. Oh, tight. Manchester. We didn't get to play it last night, but uh, big mistake. Big, <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> I'm docking everyone's mistake. pay. <laughs> Twenty smiles.
I don't give a fuck about you or your rapper friends I know I wasn't asking them to lend an ear, the end is near I don't give a fuck about you or your rapper friends I know I wasn't asking them to lend an ear, the end is near I have been a scuba diver, trist arrow, muted horn, rusty tuba supplier Nubile, Nubian, subcontinental, true MacGyver, loose screw night driver I've been reading classified sections of the newspaper I'm burdened by a new labor, spoken a hush a hurried Marxist soothsayer who's fumbling with the multi-digit password I still call my dad sir I made a shrine out of bamboo plants a damn fool at first glance will spam you at first chance I'm wondering who will be the bigger man staring at my proud nigger hands I remember we were eating daffodils and it seized my gut like laughter pills the time between before and after kills I know, I know you wanna tell me about your crew And all the things you do, none of which I think are true I know, I know you wanna tell me all about you But don't the rainy wanna say about you or your rapper friends I know I wasn't asking them to lend an ear, the end is near I don't give a fuck about you or your rapper friends I know I wasn't asking them to lend an ear, the end is near I've had one hell of a life. I got two sides to the brain. I got three beautiful baby girls, and I've had four minutes of fame. If I had five mics in the source way back in 1998, I trade them to give my wife the divorce that she always wanted. Yeah, that'd be great. Quick question: Can you get day old angel tears to come in a six pack? Is this heaven? Well, I'm inquisitive. Ask where my niggas is at. Where my niggas is at? Hey yo, seven shots of JMO can fit in this glass, but I'm bigger than that. I pour some for my dad and his ignorant ass to make it six and a half with all that cigarette ash. Just like eight millimeters. Just hanging from the filter I envy that square Cause the filter is what I kill for See this nigga pulled a nine on me That was my 10th hater I had 11 minutes of fame That I was planning to spend later In 2012 I was a rapper Rapper, rapper for rappers In 2013 I'm a man that stands before you Battered, tattered and fractured No cast Like some half-ass absent band of actors No class Like a dropout No brass That's a cop-out Yeah, I'm colder than a horse heart In a brothel in downtown Moscow You see, life's a bitch And cliches are comforting Like your mom's house So, fuck the world With a land skin condom on I don't relate to rappers With they has-been problems Dog, I'm a nigga from the future With a warped sense of reality The fuck I used to give Suffers from dwarfism Babality Maybe it's me, maybe it's your banality. I don't really know, so I try to explain. I know, I know you wanna tell me about your crew and all the things you do, none of which I think are true. I know, I know you wanna tell me all about you. I don't give a fuck about you or your rapper friends. I know I wasn't asking them to lend an ear, the end is near. I don't give a fuck about you or your rapper friends. I know I wasn't asking them to lend an ear, the end is near. I know, I know.